0: Hey, this is Robin Lively from Teen Witch, Karate Kid 3, Cobra Kai, Season 5. And here I am on Below the Belt, and you cannot top that! That's
1: amazing. (laughs) That's amazing.
0: (laughs) Woo!
2: (laughs) The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pimps up. Goes down.
3: All right.
4: Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt Show in the Mother Epton House. I'm your host Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure. We hope all our fans, our listeners, our friends, our families uh, had a great Thanksgiving holiday, uh, and uh, I guess it's the start of our. our four holiday shows of 2023, uh, and also, yes, our final four shows of 2023 before we go into the new year, and of course, also celebrating the belated birthday of BTB's own, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, Chachi McFly, who is joining us, I guess, en route from uh, his family's house, I think, where he spent Thanksgiving, well, I'm broadcasting live via satellite. Via satellite. All right. Yes. Yes. And TV. Are you uh, in the Delorean?
1: I wish. I wish. I think it's my first. <laughs> I think it's my first show of the season. Right. My first show of um, 2023 for BTV?
4: <laughs> uh, it it might seem like it. Yeah.
1: I feel like it. Yes. It's been it's been <laughs> a few minutes.
4: Uh, okay. uh, well, you know, four you've minutes. Been... It's been. Well, yeah you you've been quite the uh, the traveler and uh you were just recently in the beautiful the beautiful paradise that is Hawaii uh am yes. very jealous yes. i have been to hawaii at least i could say i was in hawaii before you but well, you, you were you are hawaii. in hawaii i
3: okay.
4: have i've been to hawaii yes but uh you were in hawaii very recently when i was here in the cold uh spending over here on the east coast here in the united <laughs> the well, united I'm, states
1: yeah well i'm in the cold now and i feel it Extra hard now that you know getting back from Hawaii when it was you know the highs were in the lower eighties you know and now it's, it's like twenty degrees out here on the East Coast it's horrible like you feel it worse when you come back yeah. from nice weather.
4: Should we introduce the other voice? That's yes, right. Yes, please, please. Yes, that's right. Hey, joining man. here,
5: <laughs>
4: joining us here on BTB. <laughs> A BTB mainstay and favorite, and hopefully she'll be back also for the BTB Pokey Memorial Christmas show. I uh,
5: will on December
4: December 19th. Uh, she's the one and the only sweet chocolata singer, songwriter, extraordinaire, Sabrina Taylor Smith. Welcome back to BTB.
0: What's up, BTB? I came (laughs) just for the chat. Oh, yes. That's and right. I miss the old days
1: back in the studio when it was my birthday show and you all, would always be on it and you'd always would bring your sweet dessert, you know, and think <laughs> think a- of whatever that may be, you know, um, whatever wherever Car- your mind goes. Is what it was. I'll, uh, I'll
0: see if I can whip apples, some right? of it up. Caramel hazelnut cream sauce. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can whip some up for the Christmas thing. Yeah, you're is so good. I can
1: see
0: why you're engaged. Uh, I am engaged. Yes, again. that's
4: right. Sabby <laughs> is off the market, gentlemen. I am, <laughs> gentlemen I'm and ladies. Like
0: Except I can't have it on my ring finger because I have lymphedema. Yes. Hands. Um, so, Sabby,
4: no, you were engaged, then unengaged, and then engaged again.
0: It's hard to tie me down.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: she's she's a handful.
4: That's sad. <laughs> so it was a little tumultuous, but uh everything's worked out. And yes. um we uh we uh we we certainly like just Dustin. He's a he's a he's a he's a riot. He's a funny guy, always makes yes. me laugh. He stopped by He is definitely
0: a character. He stopped by <laughs> two of the
4: Christmas uh uh get togethers and I believe uh yes. will be returning uh this year as well.
0: Yes, he will be.
1: Yeah. Okay. He will be. <laughs> okay, good. Never Remember back in the day, Sabrina got on those dates or dating a guy and then she's like, oh, he was all in love with me. But, you know, he got on my nerves. I had to dump him. You know, <laughs> it's just going through, breaking all those hearts all throughout the years. <laughs>
0: well, I know, engaged. now I'm finally tying the knot. Right. Yes.
3: <laughs>
4: right. Yeah. Wow. That's a well, congratulations, Sabby and Thank Dustin. You. The dust. I'm going to keep him.
0: And forever
1: Very and I good. don't have
0: to keep him I don't have to tie him up it's wonderful okay uh,
1: <laughs> but, you, but you probably still do
0: uh, only uh, in the uh, best kind of ways oh <laughs>
4: lordy 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 and there
0: um, you go. S-
4: Sabi, I, I certainly have to uh, I guess apologize for sending you I didn't want to trigger you with the, the Buffy uh um activation pop up at nycc but i, I wanted oh, yeah, to
0: sh- the show totally triggered me <laughs> I, wanted to sh-
4: <laughs> I wanted to share it with you but i do have some gifts for you from the buffy activation store i oh, did see that thank yes. you i okay, love that so, so those will be that those will be brought at the btb christmas social um which is not for everybody listening that is just for the btb folks uh co-hosts guest co-hosts and friends um but i guess chachi, unless you're, you a... i
1: mean unless you're a hot groupie then you're welcome to come oh
4: but just
0: snap DM, DM
4: us first. i'm you, gonna you i'm to... gonna
0: say the hot groupies are allowed
4: okay so okay. email us at info at below the belt show and chachi you'll be selecting right um well me or
1: sabrina sabrina you were sabrina right i females too
0: I'm pretty good at selecting the hottie patatties.
1: Yeah, we're equal opportunity offenders here on the show. I don't
0: think I can select anymore. Yeah. Uh, kind of in a. No,
1: you've you already been selected.
4: Yeah. You've <laughs> already I'll... been
0: selected.
4: Yeah, <laughs> So I can't be selecting women to yeah, attend you'll, the. Uh...
1: You'll pull the strings from <laughs> behind the scenes.
4: Yes, from behind the scenes. <laughs> you...
1: All right. Well, talk you to always had you your,
4: lot... your finger in somebody's pie. Yeah. Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, um, you do have a lot to tell us about your Hawaii trip, don't you? Um, while we're waiting for oh two God. more, yeah. two, three, maybe I don't know, um, a couple, four, a couple more folks, let's just say, to join us here on BTB tonight. But Chachi, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience in Hawaii? Definitely,
1: definitely. Yeah, it mean, it was beautiful. It's now like my favorite island I've been to. Because um, wow. you know, if you go like on a cruise or whatever to. Typical islands um, usually get to stay in the resort area. They tell you don't leave the resort area or like there's areas that are like dangerous or a lot of crime. But I didn't feel that way at all anywhere I went in Hawaii. You know, I went to the, the main
4: crime island to begin with, is there?
1: there? There's not, or if there was, I didn't see any of it. You know, I went to right. Oahu, which is their main island that has like Honolulu, Waikiki, um, definitely the most populated island they have you know, the most built up. Um, but it's still like a lot of the island is still pretty remote, which I was really surprised. I thought, you know, if you're from the East coast here, you know, like just about every inch of beach has like a hotel on it or like a store, restaurant or right. some kind mm-hmm. of commerce, you know, but in Hawaii, there's so many natural beaches that still look pretty untouched. And, you know, and you will see the surfers on there and stuff. And, but there's no hotels on them and You know, there's maybe some regular houses across the street, not even, like, the big beach houses. It's even hard to even find, like, any kind of restaurant on those areas. So it's still very, a lot of natural beauty in Hawaii, which I was surprised about. And the other islands of Hawaii are even, you know, have even more natural beauty, you know, and they're less populated and built up. So I was real surprised about that. But, you know, there's still a ton of stuff to do. Um, in Hawaii especially um, I
4: saw you saw a lot of movie Honolulu. sets in Park my god yeah Honolulu
1: is know. definitely the best um area to stay at if you're going to Hawaii if it, nice. it's the cheapest hotels it's the most hotels in the area if you try to stay other places in Oahu it's a lot more expensive because it was way less hotels in other parts of the island but you can get to basically any part of the island you know within an hour hour and 20 minutes or whatever to basically any foreign. Part of the island, but yeah, there's a lot of um, you know, a lot of movies filmed in Hawaii. You can um go to um this movie ranch that were, if you watch most movies and it takes place on the island, there's a good chance it was filmed in Hawaii, you know, no matter where the movie took place. So, like Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, yes, um, you know, like, oh, cool. Jumanji, um yeah, you know the Jumanji sequels. You know, most of these were filmed in Hawaii. Even in Freddy Kipart Two, which was supposed to be Okinawa, was filmed in.
4: It was filmed in Hawaii instead of Okinawa. So Jurassic wow. World
1: locations were, yeah. Jurassic World locations were mostly intact. So that one scene where, you remember that hybrid dinosaur they created? That was I think it was part T-Rex and part Raptor.
3: Yeah. And they I had to the
1: the Containment unit for it, and they had scratches on the wall, and like Chris Pratt, and and then they thought that it was, um, they thought it escaped, so they went inside to check on it, and then it was actually it was I hiding remember. in there and then it attacked. Remember, the- yeah, yeah. right. That. So that whole containment unit is still there with the scratches on the wall and stuff, and they kept it up after filming for um,
4: tourists loc- as a tourist attraction. They kept it up
1: exactly. Right, right. So you know, like the 51st stage was filmed at the- at the movie ranch. So many different movies. Um, you know, different iconic movies. And um, Jurassic Park originally filmed on the island of Hawaii which is next to Oahu. And they filmed most of the movie there but then a big hurricane hit, destroyed most of the sets and they had to finish the movie over in Oahu which is kind of where they got started having, uh, filming on that island, you know. And so we went up to to where the gates were on, um, hawaii where they found the dressing park gates but nothing there now but you still tell the area where it was filmed at um
4: wow you know, so I cool i mean the food
1: the food was amazing in hawaii just super oh expensive. yeah Lu-a, you gotta oh, yes. do luau <laughs> right yeah i do a luau but um, we stayed at a um at a hilton and just like a waffles for breakfast was like 34 dollars for waffles I mean, they had fruit and like, I think Nutella and whipped cream on it, but it was still like $34 for a waffle. And like, for a waffle. It, it was like, I think it was like 33 for an omelet, just for an omelet. I mean, it was, was too expensive. Worth, yeah.
4: But was it worth it? Was the flavor there? No,
1: nah, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth that much. But there, <laughs> there's other places, you know, I went up to North Shore, is where the surfers, most um, of the surfers surf, and like they filmed some scenes from Point Break there, just some of the surfing scenes in the water. Most of Point Break was filmed in California but they um had some food trucks across from where they surfed that I'm like we were hungry right? Like, let's get some food from a food truck to hold us over and they were amazing they had some fish tacos they had chips with like pineapple salsa that you could get pineapples that were carved out and you know into a smoothie inside of the pineapple I mean it was amazing mm-hmm. but that costs that costs forty dollars for that um you know for that food but yeah everything's super expensive I we went to McDonald's they had different food at McDonald's than they have here like here you get the big yeah. breakfast with like the hash browns, the scrambled eggs, and the um yeah, sometimes pancakes or whatever. But there, their breakfast, they have um scrambled eggs, like white rice, they have Portuguese sausage, and they have um, fried spam. Yeah. That
4: so, was... so that
0: yeah, I know a she... lot of the the um like McDonald's and different places have different foods. Like they had um tempura shrimp in the Germany oh wow
4: that's, um, that sounds ex- delicious wow it was Upscale. actually really
0: good i'm not even gonna hate like it really was <laughs> um, but they had yeah, but, that in the mcdonald's yeah. germany yeah, so like
1: a big, like so wait, was, it's a big big um, asian influence on their food there and
4: they even had a say. yeah what you just described chachi is a typical filipino breakfast it
1: was yeah it was, it was delicious i mean, especially the portuguese sausage. I thought. I wasn't a big Spanish oh, yeah. fan, but the Portuguese sausage was really good. Yeah,
4: and there was a coconut pie, too, wasn't there?
1: Coconut pie, yeah, they, have yeah. Fried, um, they had fried pies there with um, mm. yeah, people who are older in the in the you know continental uh, U.S., they used to have fried apple pies. And fried Dude, pies. that fried and apple here.
4: pie! What, they, was it uh, just too unhealthy? Is that why they uh, stopped it too, making?
1: It was too unhealthy, which, I mean, everything else at McDonald's is unhealthy, so I'm not, I'm not sure why they got rid of that one thing, but Back in 92, they actually switched it from fried pies to uh, big pies.
4: And they're right. definitely not as good. I that.
1: There's only one location you can get a fried apple pie in the continental U.S., and that's at the oldest McDonald's in the country, which is in California. It's one location. It's, it was really? the third McDonald's in the country, but they still serve fried pies. Um, I forget the name of the, of the town, but it's not someone with a D, but it's the um, oldest McDonald's in the country. Just Google that. It was a third McDonald's oh, okay. ever. But well, all the pies it, in Hawaii are fried, and the coconut
4: wow. um, cream
1: fried pies were amazing. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, were very was, unhealthy, but...
4: I should have asked you to bring one. Oh,
1: yes. Oh,
3: <laughs> but yeah, I know so if
4: you're ever cry, craving a fried pie, I believe Popeye's now uh, sells fried pies. So uh, oh,
0: Really? Yeah. I've, never, I've, never I've never had a fried pie before.
4: Yeah. Well, you know yeah. what they say about the Hershey's pie, right?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but, the, uh, but but you know the Hawaiian people were so awesome. Like everybody who uh, we encountered was super nice. Uh, yeah. You know, the, you know, a lot of the uh, Hawaiian girls were like like real, you know, hot. You know. Yeah. The, yeah.
4: So <laughs> yeah. Did you did you get laid? As in, um, you know, the the traditional no, flowers at, on just your... at the luau.
1: Unfortunately, yes, yes. Okay,
4: you did get laid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we went to the. Polynesian Cultural Center, and they kind of told about the different all the different Polynesian islands and the history. Yes. they had the luau there, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, um. What, what else? I um, went to the the Dole pineapple plantation. You know, so if you had your Dole whip from Disney World, yeah, uh, comes from Hawaii, and so they showed you how the pineapples grow in Hawaii. Um, what else? Um, I, I saw where the Rock grew up. So, I saw his apartment, and the rock actually went back to his apartment. I believe it was a few years ago, and was just you know reminiscing and talking about his life and how far, how far he came. Because I think when he was like thirteen or fourteen, his family got evicted from their apartment in Hawaii, you know, and they had to um, leave Hawaii because it became too expensive. They had to go to the mainland. I believe it was down south somewhere. It might have been Alabama or something, and, and like. You know, and he was just, he was reminiscing about how, you know, how, how his life is doing now, and never give up because you know he, he went through a lot of traumatic experiences as a kid. You know, getting evicted with his you know family had to leave the country, or not the or, I mean the state that he loved, and the island he loved. You know, and also I went to visit his parents, um, I mean, his grandparents. You know, um, High Chief um, Peter and Via and yes. his grandmother, who was also a booker um, for their local Hawaiian wrestling federation. So I paid respects to them at the cemetery, which The Rock did um, a few years ago also too, when he came back to Hawaii. It was kind of yes. cool seeing that all set up, you know, saw where Obama um, lived, two of his houses, he lived in an apartment and then a house. And the house was kind of small, but it just recently um, was listed for a couple million. So real estate is real expensive in Hawaii, um, but yeah, but they all lived in Honolulu, so they all lived in the, you know, the biggest city of the islands. So it's just cool to go and see, like, where people come from, you know, and how far, yeah. how far they've gone. But definitely, definitely beautiful island, you know, really cool culture. They really preserve the culture there. And like, you know, you hear aloha a lot and different Hawaiian words while you're there. So it's really cool that they preserve so much of their culture. You go there and experience it, you know, with the, the Hawaiian shirts and like the surfing and, you know, just the luau's and all that. So it's, it's a really cool experience. And it's, I don't think it's as expensive as a lot of people thought. I got a pretty good deal in Southwest, Southwest flies there. And I got it during a sale. So it was only like $430 a round trip to Hawaii.
5: Okay. Uh, it's
1: just a long flight. You know, if you're coming from the East Coast, you know, it's going to take like five hours to get to say LA, if you go to LA and then another six hours to get to Hawaii. So it's definitely a long flight. It's good to break it up some if you can. And then if you go to island hop, like the, to get from Oahu to Kauai, it took about a half hour for a flight. Um, so that, it wasn't bad. As soon as you get in the air, they're like, I'm gonna start our descent now. So it, it's, um. Yeah, this cool. It's really cool to see, and like, I got stuff well and a lot of well, locations the most, from the TV show Lost. Like Lost was off down there.
4: The most think- important thing, Chachi, is that you've now visited forty-nine out of fifty states. So uh, yes, that is quite yes. that is quite the accomplishment. I don't think most yeah, Americans incredible. have been to maybe more than five states. You know, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I read recently
1: the average. I think for an American in their lifetime, I think it's said like twelve states.
4: Okay.
3: It's
1: the average. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's something I decided maybe like seven yeah. or eight years ago to try to do. And it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. It's just, it just takes a lot of planning, but it's not as expensive. A lot of people will go to the same beach house every summer. Like people here will go to Ocean City every summer, spend thousands of dollars and just do that every single year. I mean, you can go and to a lot of other locations and see amazing stuff and spend, like, the same money or sometimes even less, you know, especially if you want to plan road trips and stuff. And just right. fly out to an area of the country and hit, like, you know, three, four states, you know, maybe even more states um, for a road trip at the time.
0: And, yeah, there's you know, so much you, more to see than just, like, our little towns, you it know? It really is. And if you force yourself to
1: go to every state and you see cool stuff in every state, like, I never, you know, like, like states like...
4: Idaho, like Wino, state Michigan. Man. Yeah, Yeah,
1: like Michigan was never at the top of my list. But I went there and I saw amazing stuff that I didn't know about. So it's like you force yourself to go. You know, if everybody goes to like Florida and like, you know, mostly California or uh, Nevada for Vegas, you know, they go to New York, these main states, but there's so many other states. There's just so much cool stuff there that's if you just force yourself to go to.
0: I like so this, to get those little, like, Coca-Cola, the weird Coca-Cola flavors from different places. Like, we were yeah. just in South Carolina, and we just got a Coca-Cola flavored called Y3000. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what flavor that is, but we're all very excited to try it. Well,
6: that's
0: So we actually, yeah.
4: we have actually someone else uh, joining us here on the panel for uh, BTB's uh, first holiday show. And, of course, Chachi's belated V-Day show, the yes. once in future king, the last Numenarian, yes. one true knight, Martin Lopez.
2: How we doing? Sorry, hey, good no. to have I was, you. I was fighting with the computer and losing.
4: Okay, so you... <laughs> that's why I got, I, got <laughs> I got a little silent.
5: I got a little silent on story.
4: I got a little sign during your story, Chachi, because I was trying to help Martin get, get in uh, to okay. our, our link, but you're, you're in, buddy. You're in. It worked out. Bang. You're in. Okay, Yay! Good,
1: good.
4: Happy
2: twenty seventh birthday, Chach. I'm not I'm
4: not quite that old yet,
1: but we'll see. Like I, <laughs> I can't imagine how many birthday shows I've had on Blow the Belt. I yeah. wish I was as young as the number as, of birthday you, shows I've had on here,
5: or, or
4: as purported you were. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, I mean it's the number of birthday shows I had on here, which I
1: started when I was one.
4: Oh, that's <laughs> that's right. We 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 did yeah. start the show when we were infants, didn't we?
1: Yes. Yes.
4: But nonetheless, the once and future king is joining us, and we might have uh, one or two more surprises, hopefully, um throughout uh, the rest of tonight. Uh tonight's awesome. show. So yeah, uh, good to have everybody on. Um, that was a great story about Hawaii. So all you now na- all you have next is Alaska, correct? That's the only story. Yeah, I have say the
1: two here. hardest to get to for less. So <laughs>
4: So after think, Alaska, wow, you've been to all fifty states. Holy yeah,
1: I think smart. Alaska is going to be like the most expensive to go to.
4: That makes sense. I wouldn't go in the winter though. Yeah, you want to go uh, probably sometime yeah. in the summer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was
1: looking to go last summer, and it's just like the prices were just way too much. I mean, it was like twelve hundred just for the flight, and like just for like an SUV rental car for a week was like thirty five hundred. I mean, the prices were just insane. Okay, because like their actual summer season is so short, you know, the, after, basically their tour season is the summer season. It's only like two or three months at most, so the prices are astronomical during those seasons. Whereas like Hawaii is beautiful like year round, so like the prices aren't as horrible. Besides food, because foods are so hard to get to Hawaii,
4: right? right. Wow.
1: Yeah.
4: Wow. Well, that was great. That was good, great to hear about your experience again. Very jealous you get to spend some time in Hawaii and uh, yeah, pair it yeah, up, a, um, because I get I get mistaken for Hawaiian all the time, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I went and went uh, many, you know, a few years ago. Uh, yeah, a lot totally of people see, thought it was I people thought it. I was people thought I was a local, you know, which you know I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. take it. Aloha, Mahalo, and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah,
1: it's such a it's such a cool culture there. Like, I'll,
4: yeah,
1: if I was, I'd go there <laughs> pretend I was Hawaiian and try to pick up on some of those Hawaiian. <laughs>
4: Right. <laughs> don' whip if you please all right <laughs> <laughs> well anyways guys let's let's talk about a lot of stuff because we were off last week we hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. loaded up with uh very unhealthy uh food and turkey and dessert pumpkin pies and all that good stuff and oh, right. ready uh to to get back here on BTV again. Um, this is one of four holiday shows before I take our uh, winter hiatus in January. But uh, nonetheless, let's talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment. So here we go.
6: It is time for
2: the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. <laughs>
4: yeah yeah all right the thanksgiving box office a lot of people thought wish might have been the number one movie but no <laughs> The hunger games the ballad of songbirds and snakes the number one movie and i'm happy to announce pre-recorded interview at the end of the night show one of the actors from the ballad of songbirds and snakes an actor named dakota shapiro who plays billy top who is the ex-boyfriend of rachel zegler's character um who's lucy and uh i saw the film i thought it was phenomenal um i was a very big fan of the hunger games and i gotta tell you that this, this film did not disappoint it definitely left a big cliffhanger for uh what's possibly in store for next i thought all the actors did well i thought it was a very appropriate um um set design because it had to be like 50 years earlier than the hunger games with jennifer lawrence that we saw because it was all about orleana snow during his younger formative years studley years i guess um but i don't know <laughs> if anyone saw saw the movie but uh it was a fantastic movie man I, I, has, has anyone had a chance to see it yet no. not yet i'm the only one okay Um, but yeah, it's definitely worth a look. Um, it's got three parts. So it's got three acts and they actually, they, they actually indicate to the audience you're watching act one, act two, and act three. So it was kind of a unique uh, perspective. So, um, but, uh, yeah, definitely highly, highly recommend it. And of course, um, yeah, we're going to be talking to actor Dakota Shapiro, who plays Billy top in, um, songbirds and snakes and interestingly enough um disney not the number one movie i know they've uh they've kind of been suffering um oh yeah. my god several suffering. box office <laughs> sl- uh, flops <laughs> lately haven't they
1: several <laughs> i think it's been like almost the whole year like yeah yeah i
2: think i
1: think even...
5: yeah I
2: was, I was watching a podcaster who does like he's one of the stockholders he's been tracking their finances i think in the last quarter they had four of the 10 all time, like, losingest movies of all time in the last quarter. So,
3: losing-est like, yes,
2: yeah, yeah, you're like losing losing most money, right? Like, so we're, <laughs> talking, we're talking water, water world level losses.
0: Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, the question becomes like,
0: that move,
2: how many billions do you need to lose?
0: It will never not be like. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Before like, like so when, like when do you go back to the drawing board and realize like what we're doing isn't working? Uh,
4: yeah. yeah. So Wish yeah, had a problem because they had no affiliate IP. They're basically a new character. Um, but it kind of was tied to the other movies because when you wish upon the star, this is the, yeah. the star that you wish upon. But right. it didn't even make second place, it made third place with 19.7 million. Um, it was right. predicted to, to be the first place movie
0: i it's gotta say high. i don't even know what this movie is
7: yeah
4: yeah well it's um it's an it's an original film which you know a lot of people are saying Disney needs to do something original so they do something they original
2: to do yeah
4: they do something original and
2: that's usually it, my it's rant. The flops. here's the yeah. thing though, this, this was yeah. a fake original though like the yeah. characters original but then, like the whole film is about all the other films that they've already done, and like all the right is done. So, like it's not really new. They put like uh, a main character in, and then went over a Cinderella, Snow White, and all that crap again. So, like it's not, you know, when people say they want a fresh story, they don't want you to like dance through all the other tales in a new way.
4: But uh... <laughs> okay. that's, that's completely fair. Yeah. Um, well, but you know, numbers. <laughs> But the number two movie uh, was a surprise. It was Napoleon, Ridley Scott's new hmm. historical epic. Um, sounds like a film that uh, the Once a Future King would want to watch. Yeah, uh, I really like was, yeah.
1: This was a, a prequel to Napoleon Dynamite,
4: right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. That yeah. was
1: a. Um, it's before Pedro. He wasn't in the movie, so I was kind of
2: disappointed. It's so a biopic of Pedro Napoleon. Takes office. Stuff goes to shit. Power <laughs> 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 goes to his head, and everything.
4: Well, it's a loose biopic of Napoleon Bonaparte, not
2: Dynamite. But but I will see anything by Ridley Scott. Yes, of course. Wait, have you
0: seen the Sasquatch Gang? That's like one of my favorite
4: movies.
2: It's like
0: from the creators of Napoleon Dynamite, and I I thought it was dramatically better than Napoleon Dynamite.
2: You watch your mouth.
0: I did. I thought it was so Sasquatch
4: Gang. Okay, I haven't seen it. Apparently, yeah. it, it it went over my head because I didn't even know this from the creators of Napoleon. Yeah,
0: 9. it wasn't. um I don't think they promoted it very much, but that's probably
4: why I wasn't familiar very with it.
0: Funny, um,
4: interesting. Okay, well, have and to I'd have watch to... it
0: ad free if you can because they cut out a little, a lot of really funny
4: moments. Okay. Noted fourth and fifth film, um, Curls <laughs> Band Together, which I was kind of uh past to uh, going to and uh, can you believe I actually sat through that film? trolls
0: <laughs> band together?
4: Yeah, trolls band together. That's the Trolls oh, 3 trolls. movie. Okay.
0: Yes. Oh I think you said girls. I thought you said I'm like I'm like are you talking about you girls um... too. Yeah,
4: oh yeah, girls band together.
1: I thought you said Captain, Captain, Mar- Mar- Captain Marvel at first.
4: Oh, girls band together. The that is the Marvels. Yeah. It's the Marvels. It's the... The Marvels.
2: Yeah. 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 How's how's that box
4: office doing Al? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Do to
3: it? see that. I heard it was pretty,
4: good. Yeah, Super I mean, the film frog. itself was it was okay. It was it was enjoyable. Oh, you it? I did see the Marvels Chachi. Yeah, I got to oh, see my wow. superhero. And You are
2: one of the few. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I know. You're the only one. What what happened to the days when we saw the superhero movies with Sabrina? What happened to those days? <laughs> I told you
4: we had to do one of those. <laughs> uh, you see my
0: nostril flare? Uh huh.
4: <laughs> I got you. Well, you Aquaman.
0: Went, go ahead, Aquaman. Aquaman. Mm -hmm.
4: We got you for the next one, Sabrina. Man, my Um, crazy
0: eyes and my nostril flare going on.
4: And last but not least, the Thanksgiving. That was the
0: worst performing Marvel movie
2: ever. Uh In the history of Marvel movies.
4: The 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 Marvels.
2: The Marvels,
0: really? Oh, it's terrible. It's
2: it's a colossal, it didn't even make as much opening weekend as the Hulk did in 2008. And then it had the largest drop off even, not from
1: even a- counting day. inflation
2: yeah and then also they had the largest drop off from opening weekend to second weekend it's getting pulled from theaters as we speak like no one cared about this movie
4: they, they had a lot of things uh, that were affecting them they, the actors couldn't promote that's that was the Larson... same thing Barbie had the same issue and
2: they made no. a million dollars Yeah, yeah. No a billion, okay. billion and a half billion Barbie a half. made billions so
4: no the it, problem. it came no that came out before the actor strike did it Or oh, no right. no you're right
1: it Did yeah they couldn't do the right part it of the the no it
4: was the, the writer's strike the
1: armor falls
2: apart in real life yeah,
4: okay goes okay <laughs> so
2: it's, it's all because
1: I'm
5: not, everybody
2: i'm not here, here to defend
4: the marvels yeah. but oh,
2: no back to barbie we were fine you with Barbie.
1: <laughs> you can't defend the marvels but no i mean i, I will admit. i mean and also uh, the marvels had the biggest drop ever in the third week of any marvel movie too like it they did. um they weren't in the top um, three, which never has happened before well, for the third week of a Marvel movie.
4: I, I think Brie
0: Larson I think they did... did. With Quantum Mania, with the Wasp, the Wasp, the um, last yeah, no, that wasp. one did better. That one really? Did better yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Brie
4: Larson's rubbed a lot of folks the wrong way. Um, and Why? They've had, had a lot. Well, she's she's kind of. It, during interviews she's kind of well she she definitely is very vocal uh, for for so- social justice causes and yeah she, she tried to be made some comments she, about i guess too many white men or white not enough uh diversity um well she tried to, uh, the, she oh, tried oh, to be a journalist uh,
1: or something woke in the um early interviews back when that was super popular yeah and like like there's one movie she was talking about i forget what it was the one um Basically, she said like, she doesn't care what the white male critics say about the
2: movie. She wants to know oh, what the... time. Yeah. I don't need That's to a, know yeah, wrinkle, what yeah, white time, man yeah. thinks about a ricklin time. The movie is not for you. Well, they listened to her this time and nobody came to see her. Movie.
4: Yeah. She's yeah. also annoyed her mean... co-stars. And, you know, yeah. um, I saw an interview with Chris Hemsworth, her, and Don Cheadle, where she was kind of like, you know, uh-huh. teasing them. And then they were kind of getting annoyed by her. And I think I remember Don Cheadle pulling his arm away when she tried to tap him, <laughs> you know, like, like he was really annoyed. Did you see any of you guys see that? It's yeah, uh, yeah,
5: no, yeah. It's, it's a, very, yeah. uh,
4: so I, it, I don't know. She's kind of rub, rubbed people the wrong way on both sides, I guess.
2: Honestly. Yeah. I, and I like, could, I I could care about a person being like an, if an actor's not a cool person, but is talented, I don't care. It's not a good story. Like I, I don't. Pick an ideology or a position on something or thing, and then have that affect my movie choices. I just want to see good movies, and like, just Disney stopped making good movies a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, I've been saying this for a long time, especially about Marvel movies, is that they haven't been that good. Um, And I said, you know, people are getting superhero. Guardians Three,
4: Guardians Three being the. exception is good. It's actually good. Yeah. That was a big exception.
1: Yeah, so and I was saying that people like we're getting tired of superhero movies because we all have seen basically the same stories over and over and over again, remakes and That's The last Spider-Man the movie same did one. really well too. Right, right, and that was probably my yeah. favorite one on yeah. this whole phase was that, um, was that Spider-Man movie. But, you know, there's so many, um, you know, I'm like, why is DC trying to reboot and start restart their whole universe again But people are kind of getting tired because we've been seeing these superhero movies for like 20 years now, you know? In this kind of um you know marvel um, mcu
3: mm-hmm. you know and
1: like and one of the biggest problems with disney is they don't target their main fans of these movies you know they always want different fans they don't care about the fans that they have so like like the movie barbie they knew what the, who the fans were they were they were girls and women and stuff and like they made the movie good and if you were a man you could, you could come see it have stuff to enjoy with it but it was made
4: like margot robbie
1: yeah, right. right yeah. yeah, and you know, it was <laughs> that's Mary, and that's why they, even though they talked about the patriarchy and feminism and stuff in that movie, you know, it, it still did really well because that was their target audience. They were targeting with um, Disney. They it seems like they hate men for some reason, which is their oh, biggest wow. um, audience for for Marvel and for Star Wars movies. Because they always want to target um, women, which you know, there's there's still a lot of women fans of Marvel and of Star Wars. Yes. But you know, growing yes. up.
0: I think sure they're up, trying yeah. to re, like, mar- re, um, establish their like ties because I think for a long time Disney was kind of like the prince has to save the princess and like, yeah, you yeah. know, like the the girls shouldn't speak and so I think they're trying to re, like, reassociate, but I don't know if they're necessarily doing the best job of that. Well, I think Disney had a lot of.
1: <laughs> There's a lot, of, a lot of princess movies where, like, if you were a guy, you can go watch Beauty and the Beast or Little Mermaid and still enjoy it. But it was mainly made for women. But, you know, when it comes to something like Star Wars and, like, Marvel, growing up, if you were into Marvel, the comic books, or Star Wars, you were the vast majority a boy. Yeah, you were a little boy. You know, right. And if you were a boy that came out in school and said, like, oh, I like um, Star Wars or I like um, comic books, you probably weren't going to be talking to any women there. They probably weren't going to talk to you. They are probably going to look yeah. down to you and make fun of you or whatever. Yeah, you know, I, wasn't,
2: I was that guy. It
4: wasn't they cool. were into
0: it. I right. was that guy, too. And guys yeah. were, nice. guy. I, you were
4: You were that guy?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you were,
4: were that girl. Trying
3: try to explain to them how I cool you
0: panics were. Guys are not. They're like, I yeah. don't want to I, can't, I would
3: not I want to hook up with you. Oh snap Thank
0: you, I know. I uh, we could have read watching.
2: comics together and then made out in our cosplay. It would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. we would have
0: played have <laughs> our awesome.
4: Right, it so, could happen so with at the Disney, Christmas party. Yeah,
1: there you go. Yeah, so, so with Disney, even like with um the last um Indiana Jones movie, you know, they wanted to focus on a female character for most of the movie, which nobody cared about. They wanted to see Indiana Jones. They could have easily brought in like um short round to be his partner through the movie and going right. an together. And it would have made yep. so much money. It, made, it would have made a ton oh, of money. Of, it made sense. Easy.
4: Instead of fleeing like, yeah, yeah, I
1: think um, Captain, I mean, I, I think that um, Kathleen Kennedy has an agenda. You know, she has like, um, I don't know how feminist <laughs> she is, but she wants to see women in a movie. She wants the main characters to be women in the movie. for whatever
4: reason. Watch the South Park special. It was all I love Catherine that special. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love that special. Yeah. But, you know, but, but Disney just needs to fire Kathleen Kennedy, need to fire Bob Iger. You know they need to get back to they, they need to clean a lot of house. You know, and like, you wow. have, um, like you have, like you have, you know, people at Disney saying they want to put like a, um, a gay character in every movie uh, moving forward. One of their um, high executives, not you know, not even withstanding what the story calls for. You know, so it's like you gotta you gotta like. Do your target audience, and you know, if your target audience is families, you have to like cater to families and hope, and hope the other people come along for the ride. If you, if your movies are mainly male, you have to like make sure those that audience taken care of first, and hope the rest can come along. You know, if, you, yeah. if you're doing princess movies, you know, you got to focus towards the, the girls, but they make it good enough where other people can enjoy it too. But you guys still got right. you always got to like focus on your, on your main core audience when you're making these movies, and that's what yeah. has either got too arrogant. Or too much internal politics and forgot about you know, and then plus they get involved in like political aspects in um, Florida. Oh, that's and That's turned a lot of people off. You know, I've it, seen
4: those articles. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you turn well, off half
1: your audience, you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of money, and they've been losing a ton of money. Probably yeah. like a hundred hundred million or more on all the recent films. Indiana Jones lost hundreds of millions. Um, the Marvels lost hundreds of millions. They need, they need um, to
4: rethink their uh, yeah. Their, well, their,
1: and like. Their,
2: there's Nothing wrong with message, but message can't trump story, and they seem to be like yeah. willing to lose mountains of money just to get a message out. But like, I don't want to go see a movie to have it preach at me at voting red or blue, I, I just want a good story. Just give yeah. me, yeah, yeah. And people like, yeah, if
5: anything,
2: I, I want to go see a movie where I don't have to think about that for a bit. I don't want to deal with right. American yeah, problems. Disney spent years
1: building up a corporation, a company that. Was supposed to be magical and it would help you escape for two hours or whatever it was. Or if you went to the yeah. parks, I want to escape for a day. Yeah, you, exactly. wanna, you wanna want to. escape and panacellia. not think about. You
5: escape to yep. escape. Yep. You want to
1: escape. You yep. want to be thinking about all the shit going on in the world. Every time you go see a movie, you know.
4: Well, would you watch the Taylor Swift movie as an escape? So apparently, no. that's a, <laughs> no, the top yeah, twenty, no. top twenty films of twenty twenty three amassed two hundred fifty million worldwide in movie ticket sales. And you can finally see it streaming on Taylor's birthday, December 13th. So you can something. see it on demand. Ooh. If you missed it, it's one of those movies that you can be loud in the theater. You can stand in your chair. It was kind of right. annoying, but, you know, a lot of uh, Swifties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Swifties made
4: it. No, I didn't. It. It. This
0: it's is, very
1: annoying.
4: <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I read, but no.
1: Oh, you said it was kind of annoying. I thought you were like, you were there.
4: Well, I, I would imagine if, if you if you were, you know, watching a movie yeah. and you were seated and people were standing, you know, it could be annoying, but well, yeah, I did not I see would it. Be very <laughs> I made him
2: feel that. embarrassed about it. So he tried to backtrack.
0: I would be very annoyed by that. I'm already short. Right. Sure. I don't need to fight harder to like see around people at the movie theater. There Pre- you <laughs> go. There you yeah. go. So the yeah, next, I think, um,
1: I think she's talented, but I don't get all the hype that she gets.
0: It's a lot of hype. Yeah, I think, like, she... like yeah, I agree. And I especially don't like, like, I don't really like any of her new music. Like, I heard this one song, "The Penthouse." I just want to be in the penthouse of your heart, and I was like, these <laughs> lyrics are yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, I think, I
3: think
1: with like Madonna, awful. like. With Donna, when her songs came out, like, like yeah, it seemed like every one of her songs were, were so different from each other. Like, yeah. Swift, I feel like her songs are so similar to one another. You know? Like, yeah, like,
0: I say especially like yeah. the recent ones. A lot of, I just think they're a lot of
4: heartache from whoever she awful. broke up with. Yeah,
3: I liked
0: her better when she was angry and heartbroken.
3: Mm-hmm. Like Alanis,
0: okay. I like Alanis better when Alanis was like angry oh, yeah
4: yeah alanis is fantastic um yeah yeah but um, um
0: i'm
4: yeah. sure
1: she'll be heartbroken again soon so
4: just, just oh, don't worry. Oh. we'll see we'll see how this travis kelsey okay. romance goes but um let's see the the next big movie or one of the next big movies coming out uh in december is wonka and getting yeah. some positive reviews from uh some critics so far um, that
0: actually looks pretty good
4: yeah there's one critic called it a winning confection, interesting, filled with the perfect amounts of charm, whimsy, and poignancy. Wow. It's, it's these windy. reviews are always so full of like very flowery words, powered by pure yeah.
5: imagination
4: and bright, nimble musical numbers. Timothy Chalamet is a charisma factory, as opposed to a chocolate factory.
1: Ah, I get it.
4: Yeah, his full committal <laughs> is intoxicating and Hugh Grant is exceptional in I Don't Give a Fuck. Me. As you know, Hugh Grant yeah. plays one of the uh, Oompa Loompas in the mm-hmm. the uh, film and um, they just had a premiere in England at London's Royal Festival Hall Well, they basically transformed the venue into a giant chocolate factory. Uh, oh. so, yeah. That was-
1: are oh, the Oompa actually short, or is that racist?
4: No, no, they they are okay. true to the Oompa Lumpas you remember in the previous ones, where they're short. They have and the, the orange, orange, yeah. They're orange and, and the green. blonde hair, yeah. The green, the bra- green uh, hair, orange skin, I believe. Yeah, right. should be taking notes. And that, guy, Disney, and that
1: guy from um from Game Disney of Thrones, should take notes. what's his name from Game of Thrones. What's his name?
4: Oh well, the cast uh, includes Hugh Grant, Olivia. Coleman. No, no, it
1: was a guy from Game of Thrones who was upset about the um, seven dwarfs and Disney. Oh, you're talking about apologize. Peter? Dinklage? yeah, Peter Dinklage, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. was also in Songbirds, uh, song Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, Wait, what was he, he, he
1: was he upset about? He was. He said it was offensive having dwarfs in that Seven Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. So Disney's like, oh my God, we're so sorry. We're gonna we're gonna pull them and just make magical creatures and stuff, and you know we're right. gonna make um. We're gonna make um, Snow White. It's gonna play the Snow Latina, and we're gonna do all these changes to the movie, and <laughs> then we're gonna wonder why we're losing hundreds of millions of dollars.
4: Yeah, well, we'll see
1: it's because Snow
0: White and the Seven Dwarfs.
1: Right. Well, you
4: know, did you see but recent the images? Are no
2: socially acceptable,
8: according to whatever
4: they don't they don't have those. Um, mm-hmm. I guess those uh, actual adult actors uh, portraying the magical creatures anymore. The yeah, they, they actually got were. They got pulled, well, and then I guess. They're superimposed. I don't know. I've hit. read,
3: i yeah. read
1: those the seven diverse uh, people in the field. I've read they yeah. were called the that's bandits, standard. and they're going to be a different group of people. They're not going to be oh, like dwarfs. The, they're no. going to be the bandits.
4: Oh, that's, a that's what I've group. read at least. Uh, but the okay. dwarfs
1: are going to be called dwarfs, and they're going to be of various height. But they're going to be heights.
2: like I, I read. I read what Al read. That, like this was the initial plan, but they got roasted online so much that they're going to go back and, like, superimpose cartoon dwarves in those spots. Uh, maybe
1: that happened, yeah. Oh, that oh, happened. Well, of different that, heights. But, yeah.
4: There could be a tall dwarf or, like, a full-sized dwarf and a shorter yeah. dwarf. And oh, a female why dwarf. It, what
1: does
0: that mean? Why uh, is it racist dwarf. to
1: have... Yeah, what's the race it, that have have seven dwarfs? I don't understand. Like, what's wrong with
2: yeah, that? Yeah, I don't they're,
0: understand they're,
2: they're, People, they're, they're misunderstanding what a dwarf is. They're not understanding that like a Tolkienian dwarf is its own race. It's not a human. Right. Dwarf, right. A dwarf.
0: Oh, it's not they a human? Understand. No. Peter
4: Dinklage what? got all up in arms for no reason. <laughs> and cost yeah. cost yeah. little people actors jobs.
0: I'm sorry. I don't
4: seven little that. or at least six. Okay, they hired one little actor, little uh little person actor. Yeah. So yeah, there okay. could have been six more little, little persons in, in those roles, but
1: but why, um, then, but why is having them in the movie? I mean, they, they were beloved characters. I don't understand why having them in the movie is offensive. If they are what they are. I don't understand. Like if I saw seven little people walking down the street, I would be like, Oh my God, that's so racist. They're walking down the street. I, I don't understand. <laughs> right. It's like, they're not, they weren't making fun of them for being like dwarfs. They were like lovable characters. I, d- I don't understand what the issue were, was. And they were cute. They were cute. Yeah.
4: We, we have someone else to introduce, Chachi. Um, <laughs> he is affectionately known as the Persian Prince of Pop Culture.
1: Oh, nice! Hey.
4: Yes, also known as—I don't know if this this moniker is accurate anymore. Yeah, man, it, it, it really, presence. it really,
9: it's it's really become more of an ironic moniker recently, as yes. uh, you can kind of tell, but. The improv. I know. Thing. I kind of snuck in here. I slid into. You slid in. I slid in, not unlike certain people's DMs. So. <laughs> uh, and, so. And last
4: you know. but not least, also known as the Zadi. The Zadi, yes. Zadi. Yes. <laughs> Mike the General Zod. Thank you for joining BTV.
9: Howdy, howdy. Happy belated belated. Why? Thank yes. you.
4: Thank you traveling the country uh all over the place Yeah, mr
9: mr jet set jet boy jet girl i know know. i'm no longer a jet
4: setter compared to this man i'll tell you (laughs) i'm a former jet setter um but um another big movie coming out aquaman and the lost kingdom this is the swan song for the dceu and a lot of people are wondering will it bomb or will it do well in the theaters
9: chances are i i, I wouldn't be uh, i wouldn't be too optimistic about it. <laughs> the
4: yeah um, based on yeah, based on the last few right yeah Flash. well i mean there's
9: there's, definite, yeah. there's definitely superhero fatigue i mean like yes. superhero movies don't sell the way they used to the dc this is what officially the last uh the last guest of right. the dceu that's correct. and so yes. there isn't like uh, you know there's a certain there's a certain brand of fan that goes into it you know that's like super continuity minded and they want it to be like a shared universe and everything like that and you know it's the same thing like you know they're gonna see it as being like non canon and a lot of people hate that shit I don't know it doesn't bother me but a lot of people hate it when stories aren't canon or whatever yeah and I do I, I get pretty
4: look at yeah. the final chapter though you know it's a final chapter in dcu jason momoa is very charismatic a lot of people love him he and it's him. going to be a great movie. he's going to be a, it's going to be a great movie you know i mean of course it's amber heard is but i don't think that will affect the I box think office it at all. you think so i really? think
1: yeah yeah i think her role has been
9: yeah you know, her role has down, been
4: really
1: cut
9: down, really cut down. she's yeah. probably gonna appear in like two scenes
4: yes it has been reduced. I, I remember yeah. she actually talked about that during her trial that her that her role has been reduced. But uh, yeah, that's the other big movie coming up in December. We have the color like, Johnny Depp's
1: role was was reduced by hundred <laughs> percent. Right. <laughs> right, when he got accused, but Amber Heard still in the movie.
4: She's still in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course we have the color purple, which I'm not sure why they were visiting this one, but nonetheless that comes out on Christmas.
9: Hey, that was a fantastic movie. It was a fantastic 80s. movie. such a great movie. <laughs> but
4: this is a new take on it, and then of course we're getting The Iron Claw with Zac Efron and And, and that was Jer-
9: awesome. I'm excited Jeremy I want to see that.
4: Yes, that's A24's um wrestling drama about the Von Erich mm-hmm. family. Uh Chacha, yeah. I think you're going to be a fan of this uh, that's, one. That
9: sounds
1: uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Zac
9: yeah, Efron so. looks like such a freak in that movie though. It's just it, it's almost like unsettling yes. what he looks like.
4: Yeah, you know,
0: i'm going to look it up right now <laughs> yeah, are, are, yeah, you fan, yeah are you a fan are fan sabrina no oh you not. not a fan just things, just things i like zach efron though
5: yeah, they, they, yeah
9: ball, go look up you know, go look up zach efron iron claw and you'll see what he looks like in that movie and it's just there's there's kind of a little uncanny valley to it based on like what i know oh, about wow. zach efron okay,
4: <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. interesting all right no, yeah, now Probably like the saddest story
1: of wrestling and wrestling is full it of is. so many sad stories, but it's, oh like my a, God. it's a family yes. of um, like a father and a bunch of sons. I don't, I don't know the like eight sons. There's a lot of different brothers who yeah. like, I think it was all of them, except for maybe like one, all Only died one. like horrible, like. Like suicides mm-hmm. and drug overdoses, and maybe right. car accidents. Like car it's accidents, been yeah. A tragic, a tragic family, like almost and like re- you know, yes. If a family was cursed, like this is what you'd see, and like you know, people growing up, like probably one of the most popular ones was the Texas tornado for people who watched that's, WWF back in the day. That's
4: right, Kerry Von Erich.
1: Yeah, but they were almost like gods back in like the the, the Texas um, what was that territory, uh, whatever yep. the Texas territory was. Like they were like gods in that whole area. The, the whole family, you know, with um and even even um Carrie Von Eric, the second tornado, I think it was Carrie, um, he had like a wooden um like a wooden a prosth- part of prosthetic. his leg, a wooden foot. He had a prosthetic, yeah, prosthetic,
4: yeah. A lot right. of people didn't know that. Yeah. So there, I he probably wrestled I, amazing I, with it. Yeah. It's I think it's a story that a lot of people need to see. And uh yeah, Zach Effron, Jeremy Allen White, as you know he's in the bear. So it's a very popular show. So it probably do really well, but one one superhero movie that's odd—you're gonna have to admit—compared to the three women of the Marvels, you get these three hotties in Madam <laughs> Web: Dakota Johnson, Sydney Sweeney. Oh my god! And uh I'll tell you, the trailer was was uh, pretty pretty awesome. I have to admit, yeah, obviously
9: they—they're really yeah. easy on the eyes. That's for oh sure. Oh my god!
0: Sweeney. I can't Sweeney. wait to see it. Whew, man, you Sydney are, Sweeney. You guys
2: are immature and i offended.
4: City yeah. <laughs> Sweeney is Spider-Woman so we find that out on the trailer. Mm-hmm. I think we I think they cast the the real uh the, the a really good uh Spider-Woman I'd say. It's not the um, original
9: Spider-Woman though. It's not Jessica yeah. Drew. It's Julia well, Carpenter. Yeah.
4: Julia Carpenter. Okay. And
9: Madame Web is a different comic book character than Spider-Man. Yeah, Madame Web is an Madame old woman. Is... She's an old woman yeah. in the comics. Yeah. And...
0: yeah, in the Spider-Man ones. Yeah.
4: Yeah. ones... Yes. yeah. So this is a hot take. Take on uh Yeah, that's why I was I I, I was Everybody actually was surprised. Doing,
9: yeah. I was expecting Dakota Johnson when they first uh cast it that she was going to be Julia Carpenter and they were gonna have like an old woman pass the uh right. porch. Past...
2: But they yeah. didn't I think they're just skipping it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Probably no, like, so. I, that's too
2: much backstory to explain. Let's just start with this girl as a <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yep. Emma Roberts is in it as well.
2: I want to get a job as a Disney writer. It's like, you, you just mail it in. Just, yeah. a bunch of stuff the moment, like, ah, it's good enough. Whatever, they'll see it. <laughs> yeah.
4: So the, lots of eye candy. They packed a ton of eye candy in this superhero film. So I think a lot of the guys will want to see it based on that. Well Not to say that Brie Larson well, is not a, an attractive woman. She is. But I think her, you know, her personality has soured a lot of folks, you know? I think that's yeah, I, I,
1: don't th- I don't think she was ever was good as Captain Marvel either. She always seemed right. awkward in the role for whatever reason. Yeah. So on it.
0: I don't yeah, know. But- I, I like
9: the Marvels. I actually enjoyed it a lot more. You enjoyed it? The- I enjoyed <laughs> it more than the first Captain Marvel. <laughs> good.
0: Were you, were you yeah, the fourth I pick- it was really good.
1: Fourth <laughs> ticket sold in. <then?
4: laughs> uh, let's see. We also have Venom 3 uh, that resumed production because uh, they had to halt production because of the strike. Tom Hardy will be back. We're getting three Sony Marvel movies this year. We're getting Madam Web, Kraven the Hunter, and Venom three, all in twenty twenty four.
2: Right now, Spider Man is one of the only things that hasn't tanked. The Venom movies have done well. The Spider Man movies have done well. So,
5: yeah, I'm know, not so-
9: sure. I'm not sure you could say the Sony like the non Spider Man Sony movies. You
2: really think? Well,
4: Mo- had- Mo- Morbius oh, is one Morbius,
2: that did. it didn't do well. Right. It didn't
4: do as well. I saw that with Sabrina Taylor Smith. Yeah, yeah. Did that that yeah. Venom two do
2: well
4: though. Really?
2: Uh, yeah. it was yeah, not, it's not a good great, movie. but uh, like it's, it, like it made money.
4: Well,
9: Venom okay. two. I mean, Venom yeah. two. Venom 2's box office still paled in comparison to any MCU movie. <laughs> yeah. And but
0: um, Morbius was like almost well, painfully bad. Now.
9: It beat the Marvels. <laughs> oh, it did. Oh, okay. Okay, I take it back. There you go. That
0: surprises me. I wanted to see the Marvels. I heard the Marvels was good.
4: Like
0: I said, I
9: enjoyed it. Chachi,
4: yeah, you yeah, haven't hey, seen all it, so people wanna, wanna you? It. Chachi, you should see it and, and and judge for yourself because I mean, I I think it got a lot of negative press, but it wasn't a bad movie. You know, it had yeah, some I, I got a yeah.
1: I got a voluntary dental appointment that day. Okay, um, just getting some some teeth drilled, which don't have I, yeah, I but... it
0: was good from the like a few people yeah. that. Um, I know, saw yeah. it. And I wondered, I'm going to go see it with Dustin, but he hasn't seen Captain Marvel first, so we're going
2: to I would not worry about it. You'd have to watch Captain Marvel, all of WandaVision,
0: Ms. Uh, Marvel. You'd
2: have to watch. Yeah. Like, you
9: have to the, watch like, Ms. Marvel. You have yeah, to watch. Yeah. Um, what yeah. else?
4: I, I don't uh, know I'm if like Dustin will enjoy it. The right. Thing,
1: right? Yeah, uh, if you want to see it, Super Duper, see it like yeah. tomorrow before it's gone from theaters.
4: Yeah,
2: it's going to get pulled from theaters. <laughs> That's good. Uh, <laughs> so,
4: I I know, has anyone seen the trailer for john woo's silent night this is the joel kinnaman we talked about it on btb before but they finally released they, a long full trailer and joel Kin- kinnaman pretty much plays a guy with zero dialogue because he gets shot in the throat and he's trying to hunt mm-hmm. down his killers people that shot him and killed his son and um basically yeah he's on a hunt for the killers and right. apparently there is zero dialogue in this film silent this would have been
0: so it's like this would, that episode this would have
4: been
1: a better choice for the marvels i think if they did one want
4: oh <laughs> That's i did better so I feel, uh, like,
2: I feel like they did that for john wick too <laughs> i remember like it's seeing like john, john wick. wick and i got yes. like an hour into the second movie i'm like Nobody said anything yet. I was like, "There's almost no that like there was almost no dialogue yeah. that entire movie was just ass kicking." Yeah,
4: way. yeah, that it, it's yeah, kind of like that. Uh, Willie's Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, and Will, Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, but he yeah, actually KGV, went yeah. method. He actually went. Yeah, I remember that one. He actually went method. Joel Kimpton went method for this, and actually did not talk to anybody on set. Like when he was even like wrapped, you know, when he was brought to set, he stayed silent the entire time. He said the only person dude. he really called was his fiance, um, but he said he wasn't really allowed to talk to her. But uh, he was feeling Wait, very, very yeah, lonely.
2: Do you, you know? realize what? Yeah, so do you realize what a great gig this is? You get you get your full feature paycheck, and you don't have to remember a single goddamn single line. line. You yeah. just, I, I just I just show up in shape and do my fight sequences. Call me for yes. the sequel. I'm available. Yes, seriously, dude. Yeah, but that's a pretty um. That's a pretty weak method acting
1: though, like just not talking. I mean you have method not actors talking. who like
4: yeah. gain
1: like gain like three hundred pounds and stuff, and you have other ones that um gain all this muscle or shrink down to like hundred pounds, and you get this one guy who's not talking all day. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's his method acting. <laughs> I'm like, come on, like, you, you just go you just go on screen and, and don't talk. Like like you don't need to method that. Yeah. Oh,
4: so God. That, that one drops on December first. You want to check that one out <laughs> I <talk too> <laughs> all right uh but what films are in production well uh there's a Nosferatu movie coming out next year december 2024 starring oh bill God, skarsgard God. <laughs> nicholas holt and lily rose depp and uh she's a very very naughty daughter of uh johnny depp who is in that uh idol on HBO, as you know, she was uh, naked in every episode. So if you want to see she, that, is she hot. Oh, Lily Rose Depp is hot. Yeah, really? she, uh,
9: she, pretty, she, pretty sure. Pretty sure she comes from pretty good genetic stock. So yeah,
1: she's yeah. hot. But she's
4: you know, young. She's young, thoughts. ChaCha. I think she's only twenty-two. um okay. But uh that didn't stop anyone. Anyway.
1: <laughs> Let's be honest. She's from Johnny Depp's balls.
4: Where she's from? She's from Johnny Depp's balls. Yes, sure.
0: Okay. okay. It's a, it's it's a classic
4: yeah. classic take on the classic vampire made famous <laughs> in the 1920s. He is
0: film. really hot.
4: Yes, the Lee Rose Depp. Yes. Yeah. Nosferatu.
9: Nosferatu is like one of the it's what is it? It's it's considered the 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 silent movie from like 1922 is considered That's the right. first horror movie. Yep. Like and um yeah, it was like groundbreaking at the time. Who knows how this will do in comparison but
4: and who's you you know. playing him? Howard Stern. N- Nosferatu's being played by yeah. Howard Stern. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He's
1: always he's always say that that he looks like him or something. He's always said.
4: "Oh, <laughs> yeah. ah, does he?" I would love to see Howard Stern Nosferatu. <laughs> <Sperante. laughs> um, now, Paul Greengrass. He's been. Um, I don't know if you remember him. He's done a lot of like um, like natural disaster type of movies or. Um, like 9 11 or, um, you know, hostage type movies, terrorist attack type movies. He did a it. bunch like
1: of very,
9: the movies too.
1: Yeah, very, oh, very depressing Bourne? movies. Very depressing movies for having that last name.
4: Greengrass, the grass yeah. is greener on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like he
1: would be like, <laughs> nice happy movies.
4: Yeah, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be directing Drowning the Rescue of Flight 1421. <laughs> Drowning, exactly. Wow. There you go. Yeah, in theme with that um so
3: <laughs> so it's cent-
4: it's yeah it centers on a plane that crashes into the pacific the pacific ocean six minutes after takeoff and then during the evacuation engine explodes the fl- the fl- uh, the plane floods and then wow. it sinks to the bottom with 12 uh, passengers trapped inside and it's basically i guess uh yeah one of those disaster type films um but look out for that one um but that's the only thing in production that's an original film everything else i have is a sequel so here we go first Mm -hmm. and foremost chachi the karate kid yes is getting a movie Uh, starring jackie uh, chan and ralph manchio now they start yes they start in their karate kid movies decades apart but you know chachi i don't think it's a bad thing because it's going to tie everything in is it, I, gonna I be,
9: is it gonna be like, uh, is it connected to Cobra Kai? Like, is it the that's scene? what
4: that they or have is... to stay canon to Cobra Kai? Maybe they'll have a couple surprise cast members from Cobra Kai, but I think the focus is going yeah. to be on um, the, the new actor, the new karate kid who they're actually doing a worldwide casting for this new actor to play the karate kid. Um, but it's really, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I don't know. I'm curious if they're going to be training the Karate Kid together, Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan, or are they going to be on opposing sides? But um, we'll probably be read, doing
1: it together. Yeah, it together. I've read that the. Um, yeah, I've read that the Cobra Kai creators have been consulted, but they're not involved in the movie. But they've okay. been consulted. Um, okay. The Cobra yeah. Kai creators always said that the, um, Jaden Smith. Karate <laughs> Kid movie was not canon, and it was because they only focused on the Miyagi verse. So right. any of the movies that had Mr. Miyagi in it. So this that. is this is weird. Like I don't. It's hard for me to get excited about it because Cobra Kai was a fluke. There was no reason why that series should have been any good. Like you know, at the time, Karate Kid was kind of like, like a, a joke to a lot of people who. We'll talk about the Karate Kid! I always loved it. It's always been a, a you know one of my top favorite movies. Of course, but, me too.
3: Yeah, But yeah. the
1: the fact that the Kubrick Kai creators took that property, respected the the fans of the property, which is a big thing, which a lot of people don't do anymore, and then built upon the whole legacy. You know, flesh out the characters, made actually made the um, original movies even better by flesh out. You know, you know, how, you know how the, the the sequels for the Star Wars movie made the original um, three movies worse because you see how the characters. You know, turned out Luke Skywalker was like a little like, like bitch character or whatever. Um,
4: oh. That
1: kind of ruins. That kind of ruins the, the legacy of the original that movie. That was Ryan then,
4: Johnson's choice, by and the then, way.
1: And then Palpatine was alive after he got killed, and, and with um, Darth Vader's sacrifice and stuff. But like all that, um, you know, they they did well with Cobra Kai. So the fact this movie is going to do well and respect the fans of the original, I don't know. Like, I'd be really surprised. I never saw the um Jana Smith Karate Kid movie. I thought really? it was cheap Yeah, I thought it was a cheap movie. Um, I
4: figured you thing. would have seen
1: it. I never saw it either. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, was, I was I'm I was a huge fan of the original like karate yeah. kid series and Yeah. You I, love Ralph Macho, like don't you? That, I was like, huh?
4: You love Ralph Macchio, don't you? I, I love Ralph
0: Macchio because yeah. I literally was like I'm going to marry Danielson. Like
4: that's <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I'm to marry him when I'm older. Wow. Okay. Um I guess Dustin will be a good backup, but um, <laughs> so I, received... I didn't yeah. see the um I didn't see the uh the one with Jaden Smith because it, it it I felt the same way that Tachi felt about it. I was kind of like what is this about? Like why would you do that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 and it, the original title, the original name of the Janus um, Smith one, was going to be the Kung Fu Kid, uh, which is good. Yeah,
3: that would have been fair.
1: To the Karate Kid, which I thought it would have been better if it was Kung Fu Kid and have it stand on its own and stuff, and had nothing to do. Yeah, with I think the it would have been better None if of the same characters. That. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the next Karate Kid was awful, but at least it had Pat Morita and Miyagi Swing. in it. Harry Swank. Oh, well, Hillary
4: that's, Swank. That's the, yeah,
1: that's the only two highlights in the movie. Everything else was awful in the movie. Yeah, so, it, I
0: remember that one. I saw it also because I was like super into the Karate Kid. But yeah, yeah. I think
1: I think it was the so, hottest that Hillary Swank ever looked too in that movie.
0: Ooh, yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah. Well, also like Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah it's it's girl really that.
0: That. Every girl Buffy is hot.
4: Every
5: girl
0: like, Buffy is like, yeah. hot. Sure was he in the, what,
9: the original Buffy movie from like the early 90s or
4: Oh no.
3: Show-up?
0: Yeah. But, oh, the original but... Buffy movie.
4: movie. was in oh,
0: that. Yes,
4: I thought she was in the series. Okay.
0: Oh. Good, no, no, no. Know. Know know
4: Good to know. Good to know. So there's there yeah. 10,000 submissions for the next karate kid. <laughs> They're looking for a kid for uh that's Chinese or mixed race Chinese in the age range of 15 to 17 years old.
2: Hey Al, you're you're Asian man, go for it. <laughs>
4: You can pass with so a seventeen-year-old, right? Seventeen, if you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> so He's there you go. That's he tells girls. He's only seventeen. He's only seventeen. More sequels. The Gladiator will uh, resume um, shooting in Malta on December fourth. So, as you know, this is a direct sequel of oh, the it's Gladiator. Cool. Is it cool? It's a, no, a, a Gladiator. It's a sequel, yeah.
9: Oh, it's a sequel. Okay. Because he had two I actors. I do know. I mean, Russell Crowe is not aged well. Well, oh, he's he's dead. He, he died. It... Oh, that's he right. Died he did the... die. Oh my
0: Russell God, Russell Crowe. Yeah. When did Russell Crowe die? No, no the, the character. Maximus. 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 <laughs> the Maximus. Character.
3: Maximus. You Sabrina, get your oh. shit
0: together! God
3: damn it.
4: <laughs> His character totally Gladiator
3: forgot that Mason died at the end of the movie. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: now, Russell, the actor, is still alive and well, but there'll be two returning actors, Connie Nielsen and Derek Jacoby, and then they'll be joined by Paul mescal Denzel Washington, and Pedro Pascal, who is everywhere, as you know. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I really love Gladiator, um, the, the yeah. one that came out in 2000. It was a phenomenal movie. Second best um, movie yeah, of but
1: time. That, but that's it really just a Russell Russell Crowe movie. Be, it's going to be weird to see a sequel without him in it.
4: Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's going to be kinda,
2: about the, uh, the boy. It's about Lucius Ferris.
4: There you go. There you go. So, yeah, it looks like it will be uh, hopefully going to be really good. They're also doing a, I don't know why, but they're doing a sequel for Spinal Tap. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, yes. Rob Reiner will be filming a follow up to the mockumentary. Shut up, yes, that, and Paul, that, Paul that McCarthy, has the
2: potential
9: that has the potential has, to be absolutely I will amazing, that no matter what, no matter what, yeah. that could be an absolute abomination, one or the other, be,
1: yes, yeah, yes. So,
2: like you think about the you remember that Blues Brothers sequel,
4: <laughs> and oh, like God. different, okay,
2: different type of thing though. This is social satire and like yeah that's a switch that like you either have it or you don't and those guys got it for example if anybody's a big fan of spinal tap i recommend Mm -hmm. you go buy you know the deluxe edition dvd with the bonus track whatever they have a bonus Mm -hmm. track there where all the actors watch the film and give commentary in character it's amazing it's like it's like getting a second spinal tap movie immediately like there's a good part where like they can't find the stage and they're like See, right, it's what I'm telling got your journalism. The one time we can't find the stage in the film, found stage plenty of times, <laughs> this time, in the movie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and the original cast members, Christopher Guest, Michael McKean, and Harry Shearer, are set to return as member of Spinal Tap, mm-hmm. alongside uh, Rob Reiner as the documentarian, Martin de Berge.
2: Because they know you have to stay loyal to the source material yes. with this side of IP. Yes.
4: Yeah. Yes, like,
2: and Paul- like, like, the, the, the model isn't difficult. Like us fans are nerds. We're just waiting to give you money to see our childhood fantasies played out on yes. campus If you just exactly. shit, We're we will give like you that. more money. All the like, they don't know what they need to see. I'm going to give them this news story that they don't even know they want. Enjoy. Right.
1: That never works. so Spy on tap won't be a a girl group
4: it will not be a girl group and they're getting also paul mccartney elton john garth brooks also will be joining uh in some form or fashion in the film so
5: that's pretty damn
4: comedy
1: in the 2020s so hopefully they can pull it off
4: you know people might get offended
1: if they do it right that's the thing
4: like You mentioned *The Hangover* was one of the the last good comedies, um, and Bradley Cooper actually said in an interview that he's open to another *Hangover* film, which would be *Hangover* four, and he said he would do it just because he loves the cast, Zach, Ed, and he loves the director Todd Phillips. So
1: only the first one I thought was really good. The other ones weren't great.
0: Two had its moments. You know. I
1: really liked it. I thought
3: the
0: two was clever. Was okay, I don't think I even saw the third one. No, I said the last
1: two good comedy movies were Super Bad and um, Hot Tub Time Machine. I thought were the last two good ones.
4: Mm-hmm. Super Bad was and, one of the best ones. Yeah. And Hot Tub
1: Time Machine Part Two was awful. Yeah, oh, I didn't even know. There
0: I was did watch um, Get Him the, the Greek again, and I guess that's really old. I like that. I remember really liking yeah. that when I came out. Yeah, that very... was hilarious.
9: Yeah, with
1: uh, Russell Brand. Is
0: that who it was? Uh, yeah, Russell Brand. Yeah. Well, okay.
9: comedy movies been canceled. Comedy so... movies like still work. I mean, there's still like there's still some good ones that come out. It's just they don't come out in the theaters anymore. They come straight to streaming services. Right.
4: Oh, that Jennifer Lawrence start... one was good. Yeah, yeah that was good. No hard I feelings.
0: Yeah,
9: uh, I was thinking about like,
1: like uh, too. uh what was it? Uh, full
4: frontal, by the way, for Jennifer Lawrence.
1: Yes, I heard full...
0: about that too.
1: Huh? But they, they might have to start doing more comedies and doing more horror movies and stuff like that because these other superhero movies are too big budget now and they're yeah. making money on every one. So they might have to go back to these low budget movies that you know can still perform well. And then yeah. if you if it does bad, you're only losing like, you know, ten million instead mm-hmm. of losing like hundreds yeah. of
5: millions yeah. yeah yep
4: and you funny you mentioned horror let's talk about scream because there's a lot of controversy now with with oh, the scream wrong. franchise
0: oh yeah melissa, they're doing another one i heard
4: well melissa <laughs> barrera one of the stars of scream had been fired from the franchise due to her controversial um posts on social media um about the you know the hamas um israel war um, she basically said Gaza is currently being treated like a concentration camp, um, corning everyone together with nowhere to go, no electricity, no water. People have learned nothing from our histories. Just like our histories, people are still silently watching it all happen. This is genocide and ethnic cleansing. And um, apparently also um, retweeted um, a Jewish current magazine about distorting the holocaust i guess like fabric saying it's a fabrication or something to boost the a israeli arm um it's called a, it's a it's called the jewish currents magazine talking about distorting jewish, the, currents? The Holo, jewish currents currents mm. um about the the holocaust to boost the israeli arms industry um so immediately she was fired from mm. scream so which one is this now seven yeah scream seven yeah, yeah they,
1: should, they should replace the whole cast of Scream with dead horses. And then they... Um,
4: dead horses? Oh my. Yeah.
1: And then the... Um, who's the um, killer? The, um,
4: the shape. The,
1: killer, it... the shape. No, oh, no, no, that's, 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 no, uh, that's, that's the Halloween. shape. Ghostface. That's Ghostface. Ghostface. Ghostface, Ghostface, yeah. Ghostface sorry. Ghostface is going to speed them all. Ghostface should beat them all. Beat all, the beat them the all. Yeah.
4: Well, I know one reason you won't be watching is Jenna Ortega also dropping out of Scream
1: Chachi. Yeah,
4: I know, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, the last scream movie wasn't that good, anyways. Well, yeah, it's it's. I mean, everything's been kind of done with scream. I mean, the first scream movie was amazing. It kind of like started a whole different segment of the horror genre, Um, but I don't know, like you know, maybe the first couple were good but it hasn't really been good in a long time you know and
4: i don't know how they can manage without without jenna ortega and um and the other actress you know uh, hey
2: man jenna Ortega's know. not playing around she doesn't want to do that political crap i really like her
4: it's interesting she said that she, the conflicts she's with leaving,
0: her uh, scream seven because of it right well now
4: she said that she's leaving because of her wednesday schedule for season two but the timing right. of it when, when her, Bro, I, you thought, know...
1: I thought I heard that she was leaving before I heard any news about the um, other actors. Yeah, so I don't I know, mean, I, don't, I don't know if they knew that you know behind the scenes, but it wasn't reported yet. So, I, I, I definitely heard maybe? about Jenna Ortega leaving before the other one was announced. Yeah, because,
9: because the, the Melissa Barrera thing just happened that just happened like yeah. what, a week and a half ago. Yeah. Jenna Ortega announced she was leaving like weeks ago.
4: Yeah. Are you sure? I thought that this was a, Yeah. I, I read recently that's because of the Wednesday. The timing is a little suspicious, right? You know, but well, they're both gone. You know. There yeah. is there is some
9: weird timing there, but I don't think it's as political as you think for Jenna Ortega. I think okay.
3: it's
9: she's no, a she's becoming it. a bigger star too, and so she doesn't yeah. need to do movies like Screen Sets. Yeah, because yeah,
1: she wasn't she wasn't like the main Star or Scream, or or wasn't that um, high profile in Scream as she is in Wednesday, and plus you know with the, She's with the, lead. the strikes, with the strikes she, um, you know, never had time to do um, season two of um, Wednesday. So that's definitely got to be her biggest um, focus.
4: Probably so. Probably so. I got some new news on Superman Legacy. We have a new Lex Luthor just announced, Nicholas Holt. He was already beast in X Men, so now he's going to be Lex Luthor in the new um, Superman movie, uh, selected by James Gunn. Interesting choice, I think. Uh, I mean, he's obviously. I'm guessing he's not going to have the bald head for the. No, first he one. will. He'll have the bald. He, he had will? the bald
9: head in Mad Max. And he uh, had it in
4: Mad Max. Okay.
9: Yeah, and it's like uh, he he can work. I've always liked him as an actor. And okay.
4: The thing is, the thing with
9: Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor is supposed to be incredibly charismatic, and, yeah. and yes. Nicholas Holt uh, can—I think he can pull it off. He can do it. Okay. I think so
4: too. Yeah, yeah. I'm lo- I'm lo- looking forward to that. A newcomer, Sarah Sampeo, will be playing Eve Tesmacher, and I know Zod. You know about the character mm-hmm. Eve Ms. Tesmacher. Tesmacher! <laughs> who's <laughs> also in the? She was also in the original 1978 Superman movie, correct, Zod? Right,
9: yeah, yeah. She's the one who saved Superman, actually. In the, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's like the kind kind of unsung hero in that movie. She's like, there, yes. that the one,
2: yeah, chick that hops in the pool and tanks yeah. the thing off. Oh, yeah, it oh, it takes the delighted. kryptonite off.
5: Yeah. Anybody
2: so, else? When you were a kid, take like a bottle of Brut cologne and think that you had some kryptonite in case Superman showed up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Brut by Faberge. Yeah.
2: yeah, I like stole one from my older brother's bathroom and I like hid it in my room just in case I needed a bottle of kryptonite because I was. Gonna
4: <laughs> it smelled like kryptonite, right? It was so like you are the... afraid of.
2: You are afraid of Superman? No, you yeah. Just, I yeah. Know who's gonna say so? You gotta be ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sarah Senpeo, very yeah. easy on the eyes, guys. If you look her up, she is ridiculously hot. Um, um, so is this gonna she... be like an
1: origin story again?
4: Mm-hmm.
9: I doubt it. I doubt it. What they'll probably do, I think they are what they are going to do though, is they're going to bring back this like, I I mean, the plan is to make Superman this like kind of like shining symbol of optimism again which is right, uh, right. one thing. Henry Cavill's Superman they never did with. They made him darker and like brooding and everything. And um and I I hope that works cuz that's how Superman is supposed to be portrayed. He's supposed to be right. almost a little dorky but like, you know, supposed to be like represent the best of us. And Yeah, right. yeah so I really yeah. hope I hope then- it I hope it does well.
5: And but it's been done so many as,
1: times, though. I wonder if it's going to work again this time. But, I, think so, so. I know that's DC's biggest comic book character, but it's just been done to death. And it's like, if you, like, who would be clamoring for a new Spider Man if they did a new Peter Parker?
5: It's, it's been, been a while so since times. The Man
4: of Steel, that the solo Spider uh, Superman movie, rather. And also, they just cast Jimmy Olsen. Um, Jimmy Olsen would be portrayed by Skylar Giz- Gizondo and uh, he was actually in the righteous gemstones he played one of the sons of uh Danny McBride's uh character oh
3: yeah yeah
4: yep um so yeah and they they didn't um they didn't mis- they didn't uh uh get rid of a Reddit cuz he's a redheaded guy so they're keeping wow. true to give it time. the source material
2: give it time he's gonna disappear i'm,
4: su- I'm surprised <laughs> i thought they could have gone a little more Ethnic yeah, with Jimmy Olson character, but there, yeah.
2: are an endangered species in movie comics.
4: Yeah, I thought they were going to get Emmanuel Lewis to play him. <laughs> Luckily, he's still I think with they us.
0: They get like a gay redhead.
4: They could have gotten a gay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, that's that, that's what what Disney would do. It's DC yes, a Gay yeah. Daywalker. This is DC.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Speaking of uh Disney. Can you um,
0: Jimmy, I'm here to get that evening news for Metropolis <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, so James Cameron apparently is busy with post-production on Avatar 3. He oh, said things God. are very hectic, um, and he's been actually living in New Zealand and will become a New Ze- Zealand citizen uh, next year, he said, okay. which I think is good. I think it'll just be easier because he'll be shooting uh, Avatar 18
1: more Four. of them over there. Four and yes. five. Over. Yeah, 18 more Avatar movies.
9: He's Dude. actually immigrating to New Zealand. That's
4: Yeah, he wants citizenship. Yeah. Huh. And he wants yeah. to make he wants to make movies there indefinitely.
2: He's trying and to get it's... that magic Lord of the Rings dust to rub off on him.
4: Exactly. <laughs> well, he hasn't
2: exactly needed that magic dust. I think he. Oh no, been... he's been crushing it. He's been crushing yeah. it. I'm just saying. Dude.
4: <laughs> The next two Avatar movies won't be out till December twenty twenty nine and December twenty
2: thirty one. That's right. You're not seeing the he's parallels. The he's, filming, he's filming this huge, big trilogy. It's all set yeah. in a fantasy world. He's like, I yeah. know. Last time, yep. I'm gonna go channel was, Peter Jackson.
4: <laughs> yep.
0: And
1: I can't Avatar, Avatar three. Must be. It must be something like he must have sold his soul to the devil or whatever for these movies yeah. to do so well. It and, did well. I, I tell you. I enjoy Avatar, but it's the most forgettable movies I've ever seen that I enjoy. Um, oh, wait. I, the first Fern one was... Gully. It's Ferngully!
4: I know, Serena, you said yeah, it before, no. it's Ferngully. <laughs>
1: right, but there's no... Like, I cannot name a single character name from any Avatar, like, I don't like know the Navis, I mean, or whatever.
4: Yeah, I'm it's not just, memorable for the name You know, for the you characters, know my only beef was, yeah.
2: like, I, I liked, I really liked the first one. I thought the second one was fine, but the, the whole movies, of, the the whole point of him being amazing in the first one, he is he rides that fuck off dragon, Tarakmokto, right? That's yeah, right. I was like, oh shit, where did that thing go in the second movie? <laughs> right,
3: that's <laughs> right. <great. laughs> they they the made this. They're supposed to make this
0: dragon. Yeah, the the dragon was gone, I was yeah. gone go get the dragon that's really gonna help out
2: in the war that's all i'm saying
9: well the, the other thing with that is like isn't the whole thing when they bond with those like dragons or pterodactyls yeah. or whatever they were that was supposed to be like the most intimate bond between a navi and whatever yeah, yeah. whatever yeah, that life was life. it is supposed to be this lifelong bond and then he just was just like well fuck you
2: i'm done yeah. And just like uh, and just like, <laughs> yeah, just like ghost just, him. Yeah, because when he stands up to give that big speech, like it's in the background there, and everybody's like, all right, never mind, we're going to listen to this guy. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
5: But
1: I mean, but you yeah, I said, the movie's just based on the 3D. I mean, the 3D is outstanding. And, and for me, no. like, the only way to see it in the theater is to see it in uh, 3D. Otherwise, yeah, I was, visually not even watching that. Yeah,
2: and, even yeah. Even if you don't like awesome. the story, just like do some shrooms and go watch the amazing, right? You know, man, it's phenomenal. Yeah.
1: It's and if you like, hurt. If you like yeah. the Avatar movies, go to um, Pandora um, Land and. Um, oh, Animal
4: yo, Kingdom. dude! Avatar King was dope. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. You got to see it. It's a, one of the 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 long ass line is worth yeah, it. Yeah, don't to wait. Don't do the water worth-
1: ride. That sucks. And that's only like a three minute ride is not worth right. it. Do the Do the virtual, like like the virtual reality type of soaring. Yeah.
4: It's wild. It's worth,
1: it's worth waiting an
9: hour and a half or two. Yeah, three it is. For, that, hours hours one, right. for yeah. that one.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. But since we've been yapping for a while, um, I had only one more thing to talk about some Marvel MCU news, but I think it's time for a classic cut break. So this I'm is also.
0: Before we do our classic cut break, um, I'm actually gonna sign off because I have a Sabrina's
4: gonna Sabrina's gonna be dropping off, so we're gonna say goodbye to Sabby Taylor Smith. We're gonna see you. I
0: am, but before I go, I do have something I want to plug. Okay, Um, yes. So I'm hosting Seventies Night at Riptide. Okay, um, and I will be doing a song from the 70s at midnight on December, December 7th. Okay. Um, yes. December 7th, I will be hosting 70s night. So come in. Right. Fly, your fly, fell bottoms, your big blue <laughs> earrings. I will be groovy. 70s fro. At midnight, I will be doing a hit song from the 70s, and it will be at Riptide by the Bay in Fells Point.
1: Okay. Starting That'll
0: at 8 p.m.
1: Well, call me during 80s night. No.
3: <laughs>
0: every place says 80s night i am so over 80s night. it's exciting to do something other than 80s right night.
4: of course this is for our <laughs> local listeners in the dmv area of course yeah. um but nonetheless um uh, this is gonna be our first christmas cut right chachi yeah. of uh
1: well thank you 20... thank you sabrina for joining the
4: show
0: you're welcome yes. Happy for... christmas. i love you yep.
1: Look forward to seeing you during the Christmas party in person, and then also we on the
0: Memorial Christmas Cookie Show.
4: Memorial Christmas Show as well. We'll
0: see so we you. Yes, my... I will be there. You know, I will.
1: Awesome. We need to hear my Christmas
4: theme. That's here. It is. I got it queued up for you. Awesome. So here we go. All
0: right. See you guys.
3: Okay. See ya. Bye, Stevie. Time for Chachi's classic Christmas cuts.
2: Put these chestnuts in your mouth. Chinese.
1: all right thank you this is chachi in charge once again for chachi's classic christmas cut
4: christmas
1: i can't believe it's been a year already and the christmas cut is back Uh,
4: always my favorite
1: time of the year
4: me too btb
1: and this week you know since we're celebrating my birthday. I wanted to pick something that could tie that together and tie the Christmas season together. And yes. of course it had to be, you know, Sorbo so you can you can um guess this cut is gonna well, be I I,
4: I hit yeah. the nail on the head. You did.
1: You did. Yes. It, this is probably the only Hawaiian Christmas song, so the people who know it, um mele, um Kabiki Maka song. Mele Kabiki Maka. Right. And this song is by Bing Crosby. That's the version you have, right?
4: That's right. Bing Crosby's okay, yes. rendition. So
1: this this song, it might be one of the oldest cuts I've done. This is actually from
4: 1950.
1: Wow. And, and people who have seen the movie Christmas Vacation would know this song from when Clark is looking outside the window at the pool, and he sees the girl from the lingerie um, section of the store. You're know, staying on the diving board, kind of like a, a nod to like fast times. As she's getting <laughs> ready to jump in and then she turns into cousin Eddie. <laughs> and he gets all oh, disappointed. But that I scene, too. yes, that scene from a Christmas vacation. That pool scene, the pool was, was not actually in the backyard of that house. You know, the, the Griswold house was filmed on the Warner Ranch in near LA. And that pool was actually across the street from the house in the middle of the neighborhood, not behind the house. Behind the house was any backyard and just like a facade type of house. And interesting fact of that same pool is that was the same pool from the movie, The Gremlins which you remember that scene what? inside the YMCA where okay. all the gremlins jumped into the pool started multiplying and it yes, was all creepy right. with the sound and the and the fog and smoke. Right. So that, that scene was actually the same exact pool except where they built a building on top of it for the movie, uh, a facade building. And um, you know it looked like inside of the YMCA where it was actually it was the same pool from Christmas Vacation, which is where this song played so a little bit of movie history and if you ever nice. want to see that pool on the Warner Brothers ranch can't now because although it was never an official tour of Warner Brothers the whole um, movie ranch got tore down you know so wow. that was separate from the regular um, you know back lot of Warner Brothers but they just tore down that and actually the house next to the Griswold house where um, Julie Louis Dreyfus lived and uh, played a yuppie with her husband that house was actually in the same house from with a weapon so all these houses got tore down the pool got filled in with dirt and they're actually are building some stages on that lot so i guess now with cgi and you know computers the stuff is all like filmed inside sound stages now and green screen that's right having real neighborhoods with like real you know real houses and real pools and stuff like that so here it is, um Bing Crosby. That's true. And then this is how you say Merry Christmas in Hawaiian. Which That's I saw right. a lot of stuff around being there in November, they started putting a lot of this um melee um um stuff
4: around there. Yes, Bing Crosby's Mele Kalikimaka, followed by um yes, a pre-recorded interview I did with director Josh Mark Tosh. Nice, uh, very cool. It's comedy, zombies. And the nineties. All in one movie. It's called okay. As We Know It. Yeah. Um, three young actors that you probably might be familiar with, but you probably were, are familiar with Pam Greer. Um, she was in the um, I believe the Kill Bill movies. And Chris Parnell, okay. the voice the voice of Jerry Smith from Rick and Morty. So it's an independent uh, she, film. She
9: wasn't, she wasn't oh bite your tongue. She wasn't in Kill Bill. She was in Oh, um, yes, she
4: was a Foxy Brown. Sorry. Yeah, Thank she was so Foxy much. And
9: She was in um Oh crud! That Tarantino movie between Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill, yeah, Foxy <laughs> um, Brown. No, that wasn't Foxy Brown. The Foxy Brown, that is, Foxy the Brown. 70s, is the seventies is the seventies movie she was made famous in.
4: Right, but it wasn't. Tempran- it wasn't
1: um, Death Race or anything, was it?
9: No. Oh crap! What Augusta is it Dawn? called? It was. A, it's a. Augusta it's Dawn? an adaptation
1: of an Elmore Leonard novel.
9: Yeah.
4: No. I'm not sure what film you're alluding to, but Pam Greer did great in this film. After
1: Paul Fiction. I thought it I thought the one was Foxy Brown after Paul Fiction. Yeah,
4: so I, that's what I thought It was Foxy Brown. Um, but nonetheless, at, Zod, you can look, look, look up, that Zed. one up. Zod. Look it up, Zod. We'll take a classic cut break. <laughs> I, called you, um, I called you Zed by accident.
9: <laughs> Jackie Brown, Jackie Brown. That, Jackie oh, Brown,
4: Jackie oh, that's Brown. yes. that's, that's right. Jackie Brown. Foxy Brown and Jackie Brown. Brown. All
2: Browns are the same, Al, you racist.
4: (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm Brown myself, so I guess it doesn't count. But let's go ahead and hear. Was it the bad news, Browns? The bad news, Browns. (laughs) Let's listen to the Christmas cut, followed by that interview with the director of the As We Know It film, Josh Markash. We'll be right back here on BTB with Marvel, TV, and a couple more things, and we'll be right back. All right, special interview time here on Below the Belt Show. So happy to welcome to the show. He's a director extraordinaire, producer extraordinaire, co-writer extraordinaire of this great film. You got to see. It's called As We Know It. Um, I saw it today. It was fantastic. A buddy zombie comedy romance hybrid takes place in the late 90s. It's It was a lot of fun. And uh, welcome, Josh, to here on Below hey, the Belt hey.
6: Show. Thank hey. Thank you so much for, for having me. And I appreciate those kind words um, really actually happy. You liked it. You know, that's, that's
4: awesome. oh, absolutely I'm, I'm such a big fan of the, uh, of the zombie genre being a, an avid walking dead fan. And then of course, I'm also yeah. a very big fan of anything that takes place in the eighties and nineties. Cause those are the periods of my personal youth. Um, yep. So, uh, so yep. that, that, you know, resonated with me as well, but I guess let's just start with the, the film itself um, from the, I guess the beginning stages as, as a co-writer and how you collaborated with your team of writers. yeah, And then eventually you end up directing the entire film. So let's, I guess, start from the beginning.
6: Yeah. Um, so I optioned the script about six years ago and it was a UK writer. You know, we had the concept down, but there were no elements like you saw in the final version. Like there were no zombies. Um, there was no love triangle. It was uh, it took place in a flat in, in England. Um, so, and it was, it was not period piece either. Right. So like there were cell phones, mm. there was texting. So really it was just the characters that I fell in love with. Um, and I knew there was something there. I just didn't quite know what it was. Um, and I knew we had to do some like major tweaking um, to make it a little more mainstream. So, you know, that's when I started thinking how, you know, and I obviously like you, I'm a huge walking dead fan Um, and so I've always wanted to kind of play with that genre, but not like in the traditional sense, you know, Uh, right. So like I was then thinking and then COVID hit and I'm like, okay, like there could be something here now. Um, and originally I was just thinking about producing it only, but I, I literally just had like too many ideas to the point where I, I knew that it wouldn't fully be my vision if I had brought somebody else on to direct, because it had been a while since I've directed something. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. It had been a while. And, and it was one of those things where I'm like, do I do it? You know, do I bring somebody else on? And like, I had a few conversations mm-hmm. with a few directors, but at the end of the day, like I just knew what was in my mind. Like that was the only real way to get it on to screen was to direct it. Um, so that, that was, and then, yeah. And then I brought on um, a co-writer, Brandon DiPaolo, who, you know, kind of helped flush flush out the, the, the intricacies of the story. And um, yeah, so that's basically what brought us to the movie. Fantastic.
4: And of course. So you decided to go the 90s route. I was yep. curious on your decision to make it a period piece, a set place in the 90s.
6: Yeah. I mean, so like, I think for me, one of the coolest parts about making movies um, is being able to focus on two major things. One, the character dynamic. Um, Into the environment Um, For me like If if you can you know sell those two elements You have in my opinion A good film um, or at least an attempt At a good film right so like For me the the Technology was a deterioration Um, Yes Yeah it it just I just didn't want to have to worry About that especially when you're dealing With like you know a zombie apocalypse The texting would be Off the chain Right. Like like their phones would be blowing up, right? And I didn't want that. Right. Because had had their phones been blowing up, like they wouldn't have they wouldn't have the opportunity to work it out just amongst themselves. Um you know, and and I yeah, and I kinda like the idea of like, you know, instead of James calling the ex, like she roll drives by, you know, and honks, like how we did, at least when I was younger, right? And so that's obviously a thing of the past now, you know, you never, nobody really does that anymore as a way of communication, like honking in front of the house. Right. Um,
4: so that's yeah. the way you get all those elements and uh, is just to make it a nineties period piece. And it's great because you get the nineties soundtrack and the nineties wardrobe. Yeah, Was it difficult on an indie uh, budget to, to, to make a film set in the nineties?
6: Yeah. I mean, so I think the way that we, figure out how to to do it really was to make it over three days not the entire movie but to have it set over a period of three days think um, two to three days um because once we realized we were going to do that make it super contained and the, the chunk of the story is is told over one day right um so we knew we just needed one wardrobe i mean we had multiples right of, of each of those outfits
3: mm-hmm.
6: but it was just one look for each actor and that helped a lot um the other thing was this house that we shot in was incredible and it was more of like a mid-century 60s vibe um you know that's yes, the kitchen i could tell yeah yeah but like if you recall in the 90s the 60s made a comeback Um, in terms of like, you know, Woodstock 99 and like the flower power thing. And like, that was all very relevant pop culture wise. And so the way I was like looking at it was all right, that kind of plays into it as well. Um, and so really, yeah, like just getting that great location and, um, figuring out what their looks were, you know, over, over that short period of time really helped. Um, how do we left the set? sure then it would have been a lot you know tougher to do but because we were so isolated right i think we were able to make it work otherwise but if we hadn't been isolated forget about it
4: yeah maybe the sequel would be uh you could explore yeah. that yeah of course now you mentioned of course takes the story takes place in three days I'm curious how did the how long did the actual
6: shoot uh take place for the entire film so the entire shoot it took place over 13 days Wow! Very quick yeah. for a feature. Very quick. Um, yeah. Th- the main reason behind that was because we were shooting in like a very upscale neighborhood in the in West Hollywood in the Hollywood Hills, mm-hmm. um, and we had some pretty, um, you know, high-profile neighbors, and they were not so happy.
4: Now you gotta you gotta give us a clue who those
6: neighbors <laughs> are. <laughs> yeah, we 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 had a few high-profile neighbors actually, like. Some were a lot cooler than others, Um, but you know, yeah. So basically one was super tight with like film LA and they were like, you got to do something about that house that shoot that's in, we were so low profile too. Right. Uh, You know, so they actually somehow figured out a way to communicate to film LA that they wanted us to be done. Right. And we didn't really have as much of a say in that matter. I mean, sure. We called them. We kind of had a meeting in the middle where technically they were going to actually take away our 13th day um, and only let us shoot 12 days. But we were able to talk to them and allow us that 13th day. Originally, the, sh- the the it was 15 days originally. So we lost two days. We crammed three days into that 13th day and that was hectic. But you know, we were all on our toes. We had to get two different camera crews for those days, for that one day, um, just to kind of ramp up our shots. um, But yeah, no, it was, that was the big thing was because where we were shooting, we chose that, that cool location. It came with some consequences, but all in all, you know, I'm really happy with, with the turnout.
4: Yes. Yes. It turned out fantastic, fantastic, fantastic film. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Let's talk about the cast. Cause you have a, a great cast. You have a veteran in Pam Greer and a, um, an actor and voiceover icon in Chris Parnell. And then you have three young cast members, up and coming um, actors. So tell us about assembling a team of the cast.
6: Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, for me, one of my favorite movies is Star Wars. Um, and so, oh yeah, like, we're going to get into Star Wars. Yeah. That's yeah. my fandom, too. <laughs> Yeah. So like, and like, I was, re- I was remembering as a kid watching it. And then even watching like the documentaries and stuff. And they were talking about like, you know, these three actors and, and it was like, you know, Harrison Ford, Mark, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. And like, at the time they were like, except for Harrison Ford, like they hadn't really done a lot of things. And so like, in my mind, I was like, I want that similar dynamic. Right. Um, and, you know, I guess Chris Parnell, I could be like Alec Guinness, I suppose the comparable um you know and so yeah uh basically i wanted to make sure that they didn't kind of overshadow each other um and i know that was one of the reasons why lucas did what he did and so i'm a huge lucas fan so i'm like it worked for him or hopefully it would work for me um so that was the idea and then i i think i kind of try to create a similar dynamic too where you have this kind of love triangle happening, and so there are a lot of like subtle. Yes. There are a lot of subtle things, ref- like what I which I right, like
4: it. Yeah. There. So my well, my castles James was uh, I guess the Han Solo, and yeah, then more
6: of, or less. Yeah,
4: and and then Oliver Cooper's uh, Bruce was the uh, the Luke.
6: Would he be the Luke? Yeah, I mean he's like kind of a mixture of like chewy and uh, Han. I guess you could say. Okay. You know, okay. like a hybrid, like a hybrid, um, and and then obviously Emily would be the Leia,
4: because uh, obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then that leaves Pam Greer's um,
6: Beverly Jones, uh, which which a uh, Star Wars character would be. You, you know, it's it's tough to say because she's obviously not like a villain, right? So like that, I mean, really, I think it, maybe what we could say is Chris Parnell and Pam Greer are like a hybrid of Allegheny's. Okay.
4: I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about the Star Wars references because I love films with Star Wars references. Of course, remind me of like uh, just watching a Kevin Smith movie because there's always a Star Wars reference in that. You talked about Boba Boba Fett's death. I was just curious as a Star Wars fan before we saw Book of Boba Fett and all that. Did you think Boba died in the Sarlacc or did you think he was coming back some far?
6: Well, I mean, yeah, had we not seen The Mandalorian, I I think maybe it's fair to say we all, as fans, had assumed that, except for, obviously, you know, there are the one-off theories. But, um, yeah, I mean, when the Sarlacc, the original Sarlacc burped um, before the Lucas edit in 99, um, (laughs) before it was like a mixture between Little Shop of Horrors and the Sarlacc that in my mind, when the Starlock burped, that for sure, I was like, okay, he's gone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was cool, like how the man how how he was brought back in the Mandalorian. Um, I thought that was cool. That was interesting. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I had assumed he died.
4: So I love how you referenced that particular uh moment in Star Wars, of course, there's a lightsaber battle uh amongst the the three main cast members which is really really cool uh so the, yeah you kind of established the uh the luke uh skywalker a uh, tie-in right there which was great and the fact that the, yeah they watch they watch star wars uh together and, and that's all they really watch but you included another movie might not be as popular or as well claimed but Waterworld. Yep. <laughs> in the film. So I was curious about your decision to include Waterworld in the film.
6: Yeah, I mean, so Waterworld was a fun one. Like honestly, that was one of those movies when it came out. I I, I was reading the press, right? And I was in high school. So I, I remember, you know, it wasn't a, a huge hit, um in terms of critics, you know, in, in their opinion. Um, but there was like a small group of of younger audience members who were like okay this is terrible like we get it like it's not incredible but it's not terrible right and so like i was one of those people where like i didn't hate it um but i didn't love it but at the same time i wasn't going to turn it off
3: so like if it was on
6: you know i was watching it um and there were like some really cool moments in that movie like so Dennis Hopper, you know, is like peak Hopper, like '90s villain, um, and that you know, he basically was playing himself from Speed, you know, with a shaved head and an eye patch, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and that was his vibe then. And so I thought, like, to for us to be able to experience that, and sure, obviously, like we're spoiled growing up in that time with the types of movies that we got to watch in the yeah. theaters versus today, right? Um, yeah. so. so <laughs> thinking about that aspect of it like that was so cool that we got to experience you know hopper and costner in a film like that um but yeah no like i didn't i didn't hate it but it wasn't one of those that i was going to have like framed as a poster in my room whereas like when i was a kid like i had blade runner and star yeah. wars posters framed um but i wasn't going to frame that
4: so if uh, so james is a little bit like you
6: the character of james Kind of, yeah. I, I would say like a, <laughs> a, a lot of those like throwback elements for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
4: that's that's pretty interesting. I was curious also about the zombies. Um, so the zombies in your film, I guess they're a little more of uh, they're a little stronger and and faster than the Walking Dead zombies. I guess they're maybe comparable to Zack Snyder's um, Army of right. Dead zombies. What, what, what were the inspiration for the type of zombies that would be in the film?
6: yeah um well you know we have there's so many right to to choose from in terms of like inspiration but you know i really i kind of like the more old school approach um you know like the 80s zombies like the uh night of the living dead um you know that was kind of a big one for me um mixed with some of the more modern like recent zombies that we would see in zombie land um you know like you have it's a mixture because in zombie land it's interesting like they have it's a whole variety right you have and and they and you go by that particular book whereas with this film you know because there was such a strong emphasis on the characters between you know james bruce and emily it was more Mm -hmm. like you know we don't want to go too crazy with the zombies because like that's going to take away from the core of the story and so it was more like let's just have them you know be casual zombies i guess you could say like casual casually paced zombies they're obviously a threat because you know they're not leaving the home because of them obviously but right we didn't want them to be like overly threatening because then it kind of would have gone against the whole you know plot of the movie essentially to how you know because
4: yeah actually, and less of a comedy the
6: satire right so like yeah. yeah
4: yeah okay that's a really interesting one yeah wow that that's a really uh, good perspective on that because i was curious on on the the, the inspiration of the type of zombies yeah. because there's so many different kinds you know yeah. um well this is great so, so tell us where audiences can see i know that you have a couple select theaters but the film can be seen. Um yes. But um, but the, is the the goal to be on a streaming platform after the theater run?
6: It is, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we were we were in a quality check uh, at the streaming uh, platforms that we submitted to um, for about a month, and that that's a whole process. But uh, we just actually got the green light uh, for December first. It will be streaming on Amazon Prime yes congrats all right thanks and and on voodoo all right Um, uh, and cable tv and then in the following weeks apple tv google um and then we'll just keep rolling them out
4: that's awesome so all the audiences can see this yeah. great film it's a, it's a unique take on 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 the buddy comedy the the romance the rom-com and the zombie uh Don Russ, uh, you covered it all. Uh, plus, with Star Wars references, I mean that's that's awesome. And, and you know, um, and you know, you might get some soy milk fans kind of upset. But
6: <laughs> I know that was that was tricky. You know, well, because look, I mean, the reality is soy milk <laughs> is not like the best milk alternative. Not just... anymore. Not after oat milk came. I mean, almond milk.
4: I would rank oat milk or coconut milk. They say is the healthiest. But nice. um, I guess soy milk was the one that was popular in the nineties. Is that why you chose soy milk?
6: Well, yeah, because at the time it was like one of the only ones. Yeah. You know, um, but they found that it's it's not the best. I mean, there are some I don't know how what the side effects are, but it's yeah. not like I'm not going to turn into a zombie, but <laughs> um, it's comparable. Maybe. I don't know.
4: There you go. Wow. That's right. So, yes, the soy milk does create the zombie apocalypse. And uh, you'll see it all go down in this film as we yeah. know it. Well, the question I have now. Josh, this is a sequel. I mean, is it possible that we can see an as we know it's sequel?
6: Yeah, I hope so. So on set, actually, when I was talking to Pam, she threw out the idea to have the sequel be with Snoop Dogg um, and and Pam to star alongside Snoop Dogg um, and basically <laughs> it would start in Long Beach and get like the Long Beach perspective. <laughs> Um, so like the the James and the Bruce The versions of them in Long Beach And then maybe they meet up somewhere In the middle um, But Snoop would be a big part of the movie um, And they would be in his car um, Top down And uh, maybe hunting zombies in the process So that was kind of the idea that Pam had actually So yeah, I mean, we'd lo- we'd love to see that happen
4: All right. Well, that means you got to check it the original film as we know it. And then you may see the Snoop Dogg version. Uh, if, uh, if everyone tunes in and uh, the film becomes a huge hit, then yeah, the sequel will probably happen with Snoop Dogg. So why not? Awesome. Uh, fantastic. Um, Josh, if you could, before we let you go, let us, uh, hear a promo, let us know who you are director of, as we know it, throw out a plug for the
6: film and whatever you want at the end. Cool. Cool. Um, hey guys josh Monkarsh here director uh, co-writer of as we know it i uh, uh, hope you guys come out to watch it whether it's in theaters this week uh, or streaming on december 1st um yeah we made this for you guys so hope you enjoy excellent
4: and i certainly enjoyed it as well it's a great film uh made me laugh um yeah and it's uh very very entertaining so thank you josh uh, so much for joining us here on btb below the belt show all right wow that was um bing crosby i Maka. <laughs> oh, kaliki yeah maca, yeah yeah that, that
3: song's
9: like I'll, if that song I'll doesn't warm your heart then you are <laughs> a fucking bastard because that song is just so <laughs> incredibly uh that song is happy. so, incre- yeah, so incredibly happy and joyful. And
3: right, Bing Crosby
9: has that has that like mm-hmm. kind of like velvet touch with his voice, and oh he's man. so good
4: with holiday songs. So yeah, he, he sings a lot of great ones. He sang the most wonderful yeah, and, time of the year as well. Mm-hmm. That, that right. version, and, of, like, of and that. like that
1: was around the time of, um, I think it was right before, or during, like when Hawaii was becoming a state.
0: So mm-hmm. everybody was
1: going to Hawaii. Hawaii was a huge um, thing in pop culture. Everybody was all about everything Hawaiian. You know, you'd see on the TV shows like the Brady Bunch would go to Hawaii. Like, just about every yeah. show back then when, would have an episode where they went to Hawaii. And you know, we actually saw the hotel where the Brady Bunch went for Hawaii. And like, you did know, you get your fun.
9: did you get your little tiki thing? And did it curse you?
1: <laughs> and like you know, even back then, like Elvis was super into Hawaii and you know, did a bunch of mm-hmm. um, movies in Hawaii, you know, in the hotel that we say that was um, where they filmed part of Blue Hawaii. And we got to go up to the Elvis, the King suite at the Hilton, which is still there. And that's where Elvis used to always stay at. I think he went to Hawaii like seven or eight times and spent every time, except so for I think one side of the suite. And even when Michael Jackson went to Hawaii, like decades later, he stayed in the same suite. So it's kind of cool going into the same suite that both Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley both stayed and sleeped in. So that was pretty cool that's to see.
4: Muse, that's music royalty that you're in company with right
1: there. Yes, so, yes. right? That one really room staying on the same balcony, you know, where they stood. I thought it was pretty cool.
4: I felt the and same. Both, way. Of them,
9: both, of them, both of them had a piece of Lisa Marie, too.
1: Right, exactly.
4: <laughs> and I felt the same way when I had my arm around Riley Keo, Elvis Presley's granddaughter, but Oh, yeah. <laughs> not... <laughs> when I got my photo op, I had my arm around her. Yeah, Anyways. Alright, going back to Marvel news. The Fantastic Four movie. Apparently there are some actors in negotiations now. This is who they want. Nothing has been 100% confirmed, but talks are taking place. Mr. Fantastic will be uh, I guess they're negotiating Pedro Pascal Yeah, to portray uh, uh, Reed Richards, which I thought yeah, they were I... going to go with John Krasinski because that was the fan favorite, but uh, who actually portrayed him in in the right. uh, Doctor Strange uh, film? You got but, to you uh, got to
9: see him explode. I guess that's uh, that's that's all you get to see. And an he died in that
4: universe, alternate universe. He died in that universe. Yeah, but like he
2: looked like him too. Like yeah. I yeah. love Pedro Pascal. I'm sure he'll do very well with the role, but like he did not look like Reed Richards. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta agree there. Like Pedro
9: Pascal yeah. does not have a Reed Richards look to me. Like, yeah. and John Krasinski yeah, very agreed. much does. But yeah, I wonder, probably. I wonder if that's part of that is because, like, you know, like Reed Richards is supposed to be the dad of the MCU, like, uh, or yeah. of, of the Marvel Universe. He's supposed to be like right. the father figure character. Like, uh, even the other superheroes saw him is like this father figure, and. Uh, you know, the you know, they call him the first family in the Marvel in the Marvel universe for That's a reason. True. Because they're like, and um Pedro Pascal like has this kind of like rough around the edges kind of look. Yeah. He doesn't have like that kind of like clean cut dad feel. Right.
2: Yeah, and he's not he's not lanky, right? Like Reed Richards yeah. is the tall, skinny, pencil of a guy. Yeah, uh, right. Pedro Pascal's stocky. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, Pedro Pascal
9: I could see is the thing as Ben Grimm. He could he could probably yeah. do Ben Grimm for really so, well.
2: There are some actors. Yeah,
9: yeah, go ahead.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: There are some actors that are considering for the thing. Um but first of all, this is perfect casting for um the invisible woman, Sue Storm. Vanessa Kirby and talks. Now, oh. if you remember Vanessa Kirby, she's in the uh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 smoking hot blonde um she's english but uh i won't hold that against her i think she'll still be great <laughs> for the role <laughs> for the role and here's a good one chachi and i we got to uh meet him not too long ago joseph quinn um as you know he was uh from stranger things he was uh eddie munson um apparently he's 90 confirmed to be playing johnny storm really wow. Sue storm's brother yes aka the human torch so there you go I think uh those are pretty good um pretty good uh you know potential castmates I guess for mm-hmm. now for the thing um for reading for the thing um so uh apparently Ebon Moss backrack I don't know who that is but he's from that bear show in FX uh he's been cast and um, apparently he's rumored to be um, cast as the thing. So Ebon
2: Moss background, Ebon
4: Moss background.
2: Well, you know, if he fights bears, that sounds about right. I don't know. He... Yeah.
4: Yeah. So Elon
2: um... Musk, Who? what's the
4: name? Elon
9: Musk. What? Oh, Elon actually, Musk. Well, you know, the thing with the thing is it's gotta <laughs> be, it's gotta be a person. I mean, it's pretty much going to be all voice acting. Well, yeah. I the, mean, he'll be Ben Grimm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I could see him as uh, yeah. like I've, I've definitely seen him in things before. Besides, yeah. I haven't watched the bear,
2: but
4: he could look like anybody. The thing I mean, I yeah, be... um, it's, so yeah, the
2: whole audition is like, say it's clobbering time five different ways,
4: <laughs> dude. CM Punk's catchphrase, I was gonna get that a little later because I made freaking. Entertainment headlines is about wrestling that CM Punk is back in WWE. We'll get that in a little bit, but uh, uh, some news on Avengers: The Kang Dynasty. Apparently, they have a writer now for the script. I know uh, Zod that you're you're very you're very keen on writers and, and make sure they have the right writers for the the Marvel properties. It matters. Um,
9: yeah, it does. It
4: does matter. His name is Michael Waldron. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he actually is the he created uh, Loki and wrote mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: and he will now be writing avengers secret wars and the and uh, avengers kang dynasty so apparently they are they're they're sticking with the kang dynasty so far despite the
1: yeah i thought they weren't doing any more kang um but they won, they won the different um super villains. now
4: they they have it as a backup plan i think they're waiting for they're waiting for the trial of jonathan majors that's supposed to happen. God, that's a such years.
1: a.
9: That's kind of a tragedy because Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors was good so actor. good as he's Kang. Such, a, good actor. such yeah. a great actor, and yet he's like, why does he have to be a piece of shit? <laughs>
4: <I> <laughs> like mean, allegedly, if he did, yeah, we don't, he was yeah. going to on trial. You know, it could be a money thing. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's see it go to trial and see if he gets out of it or not. But uh if yeah, I don't but, know if uh, Kang was
1: even doing that well, even in the MCU, though.
4: uh i don't know i don't know i mean i thought he did great in loki season two did you see loki season two chachi
1: no i know most people didn't see it and then most people didn't see <laughs> and i did horrible so i don't know if that means yeah anymore. but did you watch
9: like didn't you think he he was really great as Kang and Ant Man? i thought he was really good and i thought he did fine yeah
4: i don't know if people yeah. are
1: that into the um character
4: I don't know, but the, they don't have I, directors yet. I kind of get tired yet. of
1: all the multiverse stuff. Because yeah. multiverse really takes a lot of the stakes out of these movies. You know, when you know, like, anyone can die, come back as a different version of themselves. It kind of takes right. away all the um, high stakes, all the thrill. Yeah. I also just, me. I thought
2: it was weird to launch him in Ant-Man. Like, right. because, I, and I'm a giant comic book nerd, so I can suspend to believe with the best of them. But like, I couldn't get out of my head that this dude just had like taken control of one little atom down there, and it's not—you're not nervous about that, right? Like, let him have that little atom. I don't give a fuck. He's never gonna do anything from down there. It's fine.
5: Right. It's like, yeah, and they, and I
2: get it.
1: He pretty much gets scolded by the ants, like in the fight. Like, you know, they want to have uh, Thanos. Oh,
3: they
1: want hey. to have. They They want to have Thanos. Like, you know, I was getting beat like that. <laughs> I'm trying to put
9: him up being the big bad. Well, that's the, I mean, that's the, I mean, that was the whole thing. That was one of his variants. And uh, there would, I mean, that's how Kang works. Kang is a very, very confusing character in the comics where he, yeah. like, he encompasses something like a dozen different characters and has gone by all these different names and like, um,
4: <laughs> but they're timely. He who yeah. shall remain. It's, it's but so they, many, right? even even
9: in the even in the movies, he's been he uh, what he who remains. And they did they introduce the Scarlet Centurion. Yeah, I guess they did in that scene at the end. And Amortis and Ramatut and yeah,
4: like, um, it's got a little potential. Yeah, and all those. Yeah, yeah I mean, but but this or... kind of stuff is great
1: for Zod to show a movie. But like for a general <laughs> audience who doesn't hasn't been reading comic books for the last eighty years
4: they're going to be a little confused yeah well it's marvel's job of kevin feige's job to to make it all make sense but uh interesting interview with taika watiti he actually admitted that he took on the role to direct thor ragnarok just for the money he said that he just had his second kid and he said quite frankly he was broke which I think yeah. is kind of hard to believe. Taika Waititi was kind of a success before Thor Ragnarok, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, he also um, just likes fucking with people. That guy says all Yeah, that, that, that could be it.
4: I, I, just hard to believe that, yeah. Well, quite frankly, I was broke. That's why I did
2: yeah, he's it. He's really funny. I mean, I like him as a director anyway. But, like, the dude's yeah. funny. He's, he's a funny guy.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, he...
1: Apparently he took the last Thor money just for the money because that was horrible.
4: Oh, Love and Thunder. So love,
1: love and Thunder, awful movie
4: we just saw Chris Evans uh, I mean not Chris Evans Chris Hemsworth's ass the Thor ass in that one um but speaking of Chris Evans apparently nice he's heard, yeah America's ass is Chris Evans he heard the rumors okay. of a possible Avengers reunion but he said no one's approached him about it though so far he said pretty much that he's that it's news to me but the rumors that they want Robert Downey Jr back and Chris Hemsworth back and and the original Avengers back there's apparently, he certainly does yeah he says it's yeah, all well, news to him so um
1: uh, well of course disney does because that's back when they were just printing money
4: <laughs> it's true they were printing yeah, money um start your hands I they feel brought all like
1: back that's... together in avenger movies you know it would do very well so i only know fantastic four is going to do well i mean two years ago it would have really? made like a billion a billion dollars but now it's
2: like kind of up in the air like if people With
5: are gonna the see fatigue it, I mean,
2: I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, here's my thing first of all like i'm an outlier i don't think superhero fatigue is a real thing i think they're making shitty movies like if you could come out with a brand new good superhero movie every year and i'd never get tired of it we love yeah. good yeah movie. yeah, yeah but like, one like,
1: one every like, year but they're making like you know like four series a year and they're making like 20 if movies they were between all good if they
2: were all good would you care
5: Gotta be not quality
1: over
2: good, quantity. But
5: well, they quality gotta over quantity.
2: Yeah. But it's but, but like
1: it's hard
5: can,
2: when you've seen it, everything. Yeah, I get it, but like there's so many storylines in comics, and I'm I'm like Zod. I like I've read all this crap. Like mm-hmm. X-Men alone, people are just dying for the X-Men to be done well, right? By like the head of Marvel to reclaim their stuff. There is a, like you could rattle off like eight movies of X-Men, like right out the back, and the stories are written, the storyboards are done. And if they just do those, they're really good. So I'm not sure it's superhero fatigue so much as like the stuff they're putting out is just it's the marvels man like
3: yeah
1: yeah but it's also like there's there's a lot of people that went to the superhero movies because they were popular because they were entertaining they weren't people who read all the comics and stuff like i didn't know about some comics in middle school but like People like Zad, I'd go to and be like, "Okay, what's this character? What did he know? All the history and everything about
5: yeah. he could possibly think of."
1: But the average person was going, "Like this thought was entertaining. They didn't know all the backstories, that's why in mean, the post-credit scenes. People always act like they knew who the person was. Like I'm Zippity Skippity. Everybody's like, oh my God, Zippity Skippity.' Like, he's, he's at the, the post-credit, and like you know, people like Zad would just freak out, but everybody else would pretend to know well, who he was no I would, idea.
9: I will be they, absolutely they the first person. I read the
1: comic. Back
4: in the 87, then we read that The little worm
9: in Shazam. Yeah. Shazam. Yeah, Mr. Mind in Shazam. Yeah, I know. But you, um, you, not everybody <laughs>
4: would know who that is. Yeah. yeah.
9: I'll be the first person to say that um like never in a million years would I have thought that superhero movies had gotten to the point where they were um, you know, they had become like the default, um, you know, the default entertainment. And, yeah, yeah, it's you know, And it's like And a lot of it is because I totally get how fucking if if you don't know, like the, you know, the lore and the backstory, a lot of the stories are entirely impenetrable. Like, you know, it is impossible to understand what is going on. Like, you know, when when the first Avengers movie came out and they had that like little snippet of Thanos at the end, no one knew who Thanos was. They were just like, who is this purple guy that's smiling? And like, <laughs>
3: um,
9: yeah, and um, and that I mean, but I you guess, knew, but I knew, yeah, of course, right, I knew. Yeah. But it's like, um, yeah,
1: he um, he jerked off.
9: <laughs> it's a little hard. I'm not not quite like Pee Wee Herman. It was a little hard okay. to do that.
1: Uh, um, well, you hit it, but, you hit it better than Pee Wee Herman, but you definitely they're stuck Yeah, like, this is true. orgasms going on. Well, but that's right? but that's the whole thing, right like wrong. you know. Like I would never
3: (laughs)
9: have thought. I would never have thought that that would have ever happened, and it's still really weird to me that it ever did. Yeah. If it's like an outlier, then that's fine. If superheroes become, you know, become more of a niche thing again, that's totally fine. There's like lots of great stuff out there. I still love superheroes. I'm. I've enjoyed. I would say I've enjoyed eight out of ten superhero out of every ten superhero movies I've seen. There you go.
5: And and the only so, problem is they
1: can't afford to be niche anymore because it's too
7: expensive,
1: too expensive to make. So they need, you know, you know, eight hundred million, yeah, to like make a profit. You know, so they need everybody who was a fair weather fan or whatever to keep seeing these movies. Or else it's yeah. going to be too hard for them to make them anymore because they can't afford
2: yeah, it. Yeah.
9: Well. Yeah, that's true. That's like that's a yeah. good point. They and, could and, make more grounded stories. Like, there's an entire right. thing about like street level superheroes. Like, yeah. that's Dead what we're getting
4: into. Yeah, the, like, TV shows the they,
2: they went into it. Like, yeah. even the series yeah. Daredevil was amazing. The Punisher yeah. was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, all this stuff was legit. And then they went into characters that like no one cared about, and storylines that like didn't you know care about. And like, I'm not crapping on the Marvels just to crap on it, but like. You know, nobody cares about Monica Rambeau. Like, nobody cares about, yeah.
9: you know, the... A lot of people care about Ms. Marvel. I will say, like, a lot of the... the Like, people
2: really like Iman Bologna.
4: The muscles, the, the well, they ma- they certainly Bini like her performance, her too,
2: yeah. But yeah. that comic book did not have a big following. Those titles got canceled. So wh- no, why, are they- we, why are we making movies of titles that never had a following, never held sway with the common pocket? Because
9: it... Because... I'll tell you why. Because it worked no, listen, with Guardians listen, of the listen, Galaxy. Well, it worked with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy was a random, completely obscure property.
5: You no know, they yeah.
9: were. And uh that became a huge success.
4: Yeah, and... nobody knew yeah. who those characters were. Yeah, but yeah. but Disney
1: and... Disney after after Disney came out with the um, Avengers and, and that last phase of the Avengers, they they specifically said they're going to make um, they're going to focus on minority characters. And that's yeah. what they wanted to do. So they picked a lot of these characters that people didn't know. And mm-hmm. some of them may be good, good characters or whatever, but they but they had the agenda to do that. you know. And, and they, they thought with the success of, um, you know, with the um, Guardians of the Galaxy that it was going to translate and they could do no wrong. And a lot of the characters, people just did not um, care about. You know, everybody knew Spider-Man. Everybody knew, um, you know, Thor and Captain America and stuff like that. And even Iron Man, people at least knew who he was, even though he wasn't, the most popular, but Robert Downey Jr. definitely yeah. carried that character initially. Absolutely. And plus, they were, cool, they were cool movies, you know. And then plus, now Disney, like even with the Marvels, like for some reason, they wanted, to, they, they wanted to pick a director and writer that matches what the main character is, whatever it is. So if it's like the main character has a vagina, the director and writer needs a vagina. If they're, if they're, you know, brown or black, they gotta be brown. And like, even though like the director of the last Marvel movies, had them was like zero track record. They like she did um one movie I never heard of and then she did Yeah um, she
4: did Candyland the the remake, Candyman.
1: The remi- yeah, the remake the of Candyman. Candyman.
4: That's
5: and right. So
1: you're gonna put somebody like with a, that small of a track record. She did a bunch of like um short films mm-hmm. in charge of like a movie that you want to make a billion dollars. Like it, it's very weird. Of, you know, somebody. Well, that has, like, and, and there's a, and record. I will
9: say, I will say that that worked for Marvel in the past with the Russo brothers, because the Russo brothers, they were they before they did what the Winter Soldier that, uh, before that they they had done a bunch of sitcoms. That's the only thing they had directed. Wow. And really? they had done, they done Community oh. and they had done um, Arrested Development episodes of Arrested no Development. No kidding.
2: Yeah, which is great writing. That so that was my yeah. point. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's successful because of amazing writing. Early oh, yes, because yeah. of comedy. comedy. Yeah. And I don't yeah. I don't want to take away from those acting performances. They're phenomenal. Yeah. People all know they're phenomenal. But the writing was top shelf. And all of a sudden we right. hit phase four and it just got preachy and niche and small. And if you put preachy and agenda-driven on top of a character we already like weren't vested in and we get more blue beetles you know it's just yeah Yeah, i mean i'm latino i I love that they you know went for my culture doesn't mean it was a good movie
4: I enjoyed it. I I'm I'm easy to please when it comes to superheroes. I but... guess
9: uh, I guess I'm becoming more easy to please cuz
2: I used to be a lot more discerning, but I liked Blue Beetle too. <laughs> I, I enjoyed and, it and, too.
4: Like,
2: I'm not saying it's terrible, but there's a huge difference between something oh, that is like epic and inspires the you. Ted Kord daughter
4: like, was so yeah. hot in that by the
2: Like the, the way. like Blue the Beetle. first it's... Iron Man or the first mm-hmm. Avengers or like Man of yeah. Steel, like when you get it right, it's like right. people were crying at the end of Infinity War. That's right. getting it right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so.
4: Guardians funny, three a, crying.
2: Yeah, a funny yeah, well, dog, fun. Yeah, that doesn't mean it was great or it grabbed me. Yeah. you know Yeah, and yeah. At, the, at the time,
1: Guardians of the Galaxy was a whole different type of humor than what we have seen for superhero movies. You know, they had this quirky, funny humor, which you know, kind of was emulated with um, with that um, Thor on Ragnarok, which um yeah. was, that was, that was after the first Guardians, right? Yeah, yeah, Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. So like that was brandy humor. So like the rest of the characters, the superhero movies were kind of serious. You know, you had some kind of humor, but this was like totally like yeah. off the wall type of humor. You know, so that worked back then. But then now we've already seen all that. So like.
3: Yeah, but and that's
9: what, that that is the other thing. Like you know, especially in something like I mean, I, I hate to say it because I'm a nerd, but nerds yeah. like novelty. Nerds, nerds are yeah. weird, please, because they want things to be novel, but they don't want to be want it to be too different than what they're used to. Uh huh.
3: Right.
9: Yeah. <laughs> and like uh and and so what happens is you're going to I mean that is such a weird needle to thread like uh, where man. you know you have to you have to do that cuz people will come out and be like oh, it's the same shit all over again or right, right. what the fuck my favorite character is suddenly a black woman with right, either right. one or the other and yeah.
4: uh, right. well what Zod, what do you know about agatha and and katherine hans portrayal of this agatha character character apparently she's a bigger deal in the MCU, than she's ever been in the comics, right? Because apparently she was a,
9: she was a supporting character in the comics. She, um, she's got see, this she series,
4: was,
5: yeah, like she Darkhold was. Diaries. She,
9: right, right, right. She's a uh, um, they she's just recently in Marvel Comics. They kind of have done some stuff to like kind of have her emulate the MCU, like they dh her she was another character that was like an old woman like pretty much they for did, as long as i remember they did the same comics. thing with oh, Dakota <laughs> Johnson, and yeah. away,
4: right that's what i thought and, that's not true yeah. to the comic books yeah because they'd have a sneak peek of the new agatha series on the wand division blu-ray
0: oh they for do those that,
4: that's for those of you that still watch uh on blu-ray um oh, yeah. it's a, a first look of the set footage and uh and it's actually already online on, on Marvel's uh Marvel's uh YouTube page, but uh it looks really good. And you know, I thought Kath Hahn did a great job and uh yeah, should be pretty cool. That's on Disney Plus, and um John Travolta has an interesting uh, uh show, it's a short film on Disney Plus where he actually uh, talked about his memory of almost crashing his plane back in the day in DC. Wow. Um well, the film is called The Shepherd. And it's based on Frederick Forsyth's 1975 novella of the same name. Um, tells a story of Freddie Hook, a Royal Air Force pilot flying home uh, for Christmas across the North Sea. And then his jet uh, suffers electronic failure, leaving Freddie facing an almost certain death. And apparently Travolta plays a pilot who tries to guide the man to safety and uh it's a short film that's actually going to be on disney plus and uh he actually talked about almost dying during his um his plane i guess he was flying and he said it was a, mir- a miracle that that he's still alive because he recalls um that incident um which was actually all the way back in 1992 he hasn't talked about it in public for 30 years but he had well, so he was
1: he almost died before he, his um, star was, you know, reborn with Pulp Fiction.
4: Right, exactly. Yeah, 1992, so he, you're right.
1: Yeah, so he was kind of cool. at the end, like, doing, like, the look who's talking movies and kind of at the end of his career right then. Yeah, exactly. Before he, he jump-started.
4: Yeah. And uh, we actually have one more special surprise panelist here on BTB tonight, guys. He is also known. As a BTB original, Ooh. he is the walking encyclopedia of useless wrestling wow. knowledge. He's also, um, I think, he's back with MCW. Because last time he, we had him on, he was not with MCW, but back with Maryland Championship Wrestling, MCW Pro Wrestling. The, well, he's one the only voice in MCW
1: that I know
4: about. There you go, the one and only. Sean Cradle, a.k.a. Chunk Shady, back on BTV. Yeah, what's up, Shady? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, yes. we can hear you. We didn't think you were going to be here.
1: There
7: you go. I didn't think I was going to be here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but well, uh, you hear about the less? Special present for me, having you on the show. There you go. I had no idea it was even my birthday, but I appreciate you being on there anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
7: what's and up sean everybody?
4: sean it's good to what's have up? you because a little later in the program we're going to be talking some survivor series of some crazy stuff that that we saw but uh sean it's good to see you man
7: good to see you guys what's going on
4: yeah man btb uh in zoom land now and uh uh sean i'm, I'm glad that you uh took the time to join us i know your your busy schedule between uh the voice of mcw and I, are you still with mcw that's the that's the golden question though
7: yes that is correct I'm oh yes awesome. yes yeah
4: nice nice uh, now you guys are still producing amazing events you guys are getting uh, a lot of like top tier talent a lot of free agents and yeah a lot yep. of contracted agents that you have like meet and greets with
7: yes and some of our guys are getting contracts on their own so working awesome. out for- yeah, That's and, awesome. Uh, Action Andretti being the most recent, so yeah, everything's going good.
4: Yeah, Chuck Shane yeah. was one of the original players of BTB. Uh, listeners, newer listeners that don't know, uh, Sean Cradle uh, has has been a fixture for many years as the the voice of pro wrestling here on BTV
1: Yeah, actually got involved in MCW through an appearance on our show.
7: Through this show, yes.
4: Right.
1: That's
7: yeah.
4: Right.
5: <laughs> And Martin,
7: didn't you? Martin, you, ex-
4: Martin you actually thought Sean was a wrestler, didn't you?
2: <laughs> no, I thought I thought he like there was some show where we were talking about it, and I was like, "You have connections with freaking WWE or whatever." That's what I thought. Like, I think I misheard <laughs> the story about his connection with the MCW oh, or something.
4: Yes, like. WWE yeah. Sean Cradle. <laughs> yeah. I love it.
1: Well, he, he used to be known as um, Jonathan Coachman in WWF. Oh, oh
7: yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do have connections there, though. Yeah, that's Z- what I'm
4: talking he about. He Does he? Does <laughs> does that mean you're going to WrestleMania, Philadelphia?
7: No, I, I don't know. Actually, I'm still thinking. Okay, don't okay. tell him. He's just gonna ask you for free tickets. Thanks, yeah, man. Well,
1: you always you always go to um, WrestleMania, well, sh- yeah, when it's
4: like Sha-
2: in Zimbabwe, Sha- but
4: when it's like Ma- I know Valley, you don't go. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh. Sean, i wanted to throw out a couple more tv things but and then we'll talk about uh some awesome stuff going on in wwe um but i guess i don't have too much but let's just throw a couple more things out um can you believe uh kim kardashian is now i guess considered an actress now because she was on that uh netflix sorry she was on that um fx um american story story? yeah that's right doesn't make
1: you doesn't make you an actor at all
4: <laughs> but now she's gonna be on a show on Netflix called The Fifth Wheel. And it's an ensemble comedy movie. Uh sorry, a comedy series on Netflix. And um yeah, the the newest AHS that she's in is called Delicate. So and uh yeah. I guess no one can really you know talk crap about her having no talent now that she's like foraying into legitimate. Well,
2: that's Let's not jump over the conclusion, now. I'll, I'll, I'll review some performances and we'll come up with some material. Yeah. Now the fifth <laughs> wheel.
1: Honestly I mean, you though, seen, you guys have seen a Jeep, right? Like she plays the fifth wheel. That's like kind of like her ass. Like the back oh, of the, uh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> the tire in the back of a Jeep.
2: Yeah. No, but honestly though, like if she ends up being phenomenal, that would make me happier. Because then she'd be like successful for like having yeah. contributed something. Like some sort of talent would have been expressed. I do struggle with the Kardashians because I still don't know what they've ever done. Like, I, 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 I'm I, very confused. Nothing. Right. But okay. if she's actually a good actress and is part of a quality show, hey, hey, something happened. Some contribution <laughs> was made.
4: Yep, yep. So look out for that one on Netflix. And Chachi, you'll be happy to know that the It's Sunny in Philadelphia team, John and Dave Chernin, are uh, producing um a comedy series called Incoming. And it's a comedy uh coming of age, you know, about four freshmen played by four young actors as they navigate the terrors of their youth. Okay. Uh and um starring Caitlin Olson from It's Sunny in Philadelphia. Um sweetie. That's right. Uh Mason Thames, Bobby Cannavale, and Scott MacArthur. So um yeah, I, I always wondered how actors can do it's always sunny and so much so much so many other projects but there's now they're it's like shorter episodes right yeah they only do like,
1: well they only do like eight episode seasons right you know yeah maybe every, they're going, every year and a half
4: and what season are they going into now
1: i think 14 or 15 or something
4: oh like oh
1: they are maybe 16 i mean they're definitely up there
4: they're getting into uh law and order svu uh number of seasons <laughs> but, last, last but last season, like, i got some of their i
1: guess some of the original writers back for last season i thought last season yeah. was probably the best season and yeah. probably four or five seasons so like yeah. I was definitely happy with the episodes from last okay. season it's still a, it's still a great show I mean they, it's one of my most watched shows where I was watching an episode like five six Multiple times, times. Yeah. yeah it's still funny
4: alright now who is watching the Netflix squid game reality show the challenge it's really good
1: Thought it you. With- have you seen it yet not yet
4: it's worth, it's worth checking out if you're a fan of the squid game because yeah,
9: that that got so roundly criticized when they were, um, when they were filming it. I remember there were these stories about like how horrific it was for the competitors.
1: Wow, well, yeah. yeah.
4: Hypothermia. Are they,
1: are, they are they all Asians on the show,
2: the contestants?
4: N- n- no, no, it's mixed. <laughs> uh, all kinds of mix, folks. Uh, that, that,
2: yeah, yeah
4: it, that, it, I know it where you're
2: going. because you. Asian reality shows, like whoop, their people, like whoop. <laughs> them. Oh yeah,
1: they, yeah, they. <laughs> it's no joke. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but uh it's really cool the same games red light green light and uh okay. um uh the the so, galanga so what game.
9: happens when people get shot then like it's with the red light oh, green light. Get
4: shot with black ink and a lot of <laughs> okay. them just pretend to fall over and play dead they just uh... play along <laughs> but it's so cool they, you then, know so so then
9: do they do the thing with like the cookies and yep. the... the galanga
4: challenge was yeah, okay. the second episode yep <laughs> They're gonna do, but then, the, but then um, again,
9: people people know exactly what to do. You do the same thing that um the main character mm, did for you. Like when uh, you watch
4: it, there there's a way to figure out that the you hadn't really no control over the umbrella. It, uh, it was uh, which was the the hardest cookie to trace through versus the triangle, uh, yeah, the square, and the circle. Yeah, the fuck that umbrella. Difficult. fuck that umbrella. <laughs> like we,
1: Rihanna was right.
4: Yeah, but you know, so yeah, some some contestants suffered injuries such as hypothermia and nerve damage as a result of poor yeah, health and damage. safety what safety, safety standards <laughs> on set. Yeah,
2: All right. people, it ain't worth it, man. <laughs> Four point
4: five six million dollars, though, Martin. That's the highest prize in reality television history. Um, the, well, uh, competition history. Um, There's never been a higher it, amount.
1: A survivor still like a million dollars.
4: Survivors one million, yeah. Big Brother seven hundred fifty k. Wait,
1: how Survivor's still $1 million dollars? It's been on for like twenty years, and it's still $1 million dollars. So it's $1 million dollars twenty years ago. They what only
7: do in, inflation? like three million now. You know, they should,
4: but I think it's only two million um for the All Stars, like the uh, All Star seasons. I mean, it took is- a while for Big Brother to, to jump there. It's five hundred thousand, right? For the longest time, well, yeah, seven hundred fifty yeah. now.
7: 750,
4: right. I think, would be two years ago. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, they're kind of you know, I'm gonna see uh, Surviv- increasing that.
1: I'm going to calculate what Survivor should be now.
4: Oh, when with it inflation?
1: Was. Yeah, we'll see, <laughs> when did it start? Survivor. It, it,
4: this, that started in the year, what, 2000? 2000, yeah,
1: 2000, exactly. Yeah. Okay,
4: right. so. Jesus, 23 years of Survivor. Million. That's the same host, Jeff Proves. Yeah,
7: because Richard Hatch won a million, so yeah, it's a million. Yeah,
4: percent. yeah.
1: Okay, so a million dollars in two thousand would be said one point seven eight six million today. So okay, almost, so you know, so it should, be it, $2 should be
4: it should be two million by
1: now. Yeah, it should be, it should yeah. be two million. Yeah, assholes, <laughs> keep assholes. <The> question: <laughs> How much that show brings in?
4: Yeah. It's been on forever.
7: Yeah, that show brings in way over. <laughs> 200 million dollars.
1: Yeah, what's a million dollars after taxes?
4: Maybe half, or it's yeah, probably it's half.
9: probably half, six. especially like, like six hundred
1: thousand. Uh, you'll get yeah, yeah it's more no know,
9: no, right you don't even get six hundred thousand because oh, yeah, that, means, yeah, that was a lot yeah, of forty six percent. Yeah,
4: well, it's about half. Yeah, so it's like yeah. So um, <laughs> we're moving on to Amazon. <laughs> the the boys is getting a spinoff in Mexico. As you know, that's our favorite yeah. show on Amazon. I'm still behind on Gen V, but they're doing a Spanish language spin-off. Oh, Visa thank God! Mexico. In Mexico, so all the all the characters will be of of Mexican descent, and uh, do
2: they all have think. luchador masks?
4: And they probably have <laughs> luchador masks. But I'm curious. It's a good Here's thing you're Latino,
2: you know, Mark. It's very important to my people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You can't be hero in Mexico without a luchador mask. I'm just saying, there's rules. <laughs> there's
3: rules. And but, right, that, who is that? Who,
9: the like who is that great Mexican hero from, like, the 60s or 70s who was, like, like a luchador, but, like, he became this, like, old... Um...
4: Nacho Libre.
9: No, no, no. It's, like, like a... <laughs> oh. was his... El Santo? Is that his name? Rey Mysterio? No, it's from, like, the 60s, and he was, like, this entire, like... Um... He was a wrestler, but he also did a ton of movies and like there's all this merchandise about him in Mexico. I think I want to say his name was El Santo. I think you're right.
4: El Santo. That oh was I it.
2: know is in the original eight-bit Nintendo pro wrestling game. Starman was my
9: Starman.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Starman. Yeah. I think I think Jane uh, was thinking about the coolest thing my little self had ever seen.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think um General thinking about
9: Chico Santana. Huh. That was that was the are
7: talking about. Chico Santana. Oh Ch- Chico. I think Chico. Oh Chico, this is gonna be going to, be yeah.
4: going to seg- segue to wrestling soon, but uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Awesome.
7: do it, do it. I I didn't even bring it up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> More TV things. Right, We're we'll going to wrestling. Before we, before we
2: segue. I gotta I gotta step off the show.
4: You do have to step off, okay? okay.
2: I got, yeah, I think I, think I, I
9: gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know. So, it's, it's are so we saying goodbye to too.
4: two two of the panelists on VTV? I think so. I okay, think so. so but so we're gonna foray into to wrestling soon. But one more thing on Amazon before we say goodbye: has anyone seen the Fallout TV series that's going to be on Amazon Prime? They just unveiled first look images, and I gotta admit, it looks really dope. Is it
9: based really on the dope. video game? Where based it's on like the video a,
4: game. Okay,
3: oh, cool
9: that yeah, game ruled. So, oh my god, was that game? Yeah.
4: Based so, on Fallout Boy. Enough Fallout, <laughs> the video game. Yeah,
9: they play. They play High Hopes like all the time through the entire. It has so, a loop like through the entire.
4: Okay. apocalyptic Los Angeles, and they live in underground bunkers protecting themselves from radiation. So. Look out for that on Amazon, but I guess, yeah, I guess uh, we're going to say goodbye to a uh, double goodbye to Martin Lopez and uh, Mike, the general Zod. Always
2: a pleasure for having us. Josh, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, guys.
4: And,
1: and
9: enjoy, Zod, enjoy, enjoy your golden years, Joshy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we're going to
4: re- celebrate your far. birthday.
9: Yeah, that's I guess it's not too far off.
5: But, okay, uh, we're going
4: to celebrate your birthday in two weeks. Chachi. sorry to interrupt.
1: Okay. That's all right.
4: You had something that you were you're saying.
1: No, I said, I said me and B author, That's all I said.
4: Uh, you and <laughs> U <you and> B- <laughs> yeah. All right. All right.
9: Good to see you again. Um bye. All right. I gotta go. All see right. You guys. Bye.
4: All right. And uh my final TV thing before we get into wrestling. Um, two Game of Thrones universe actors moving on to new shows. Uh Nikolai Coster Waldo, who is uh um jamie lannister in game of thrones he's going to be in an 11th century historical drama based on william the conqueror and the battle of hastings that's going to be a joint effort between dbc and cbs studios and then house of dragons and the crown matt smith who house of dragon phenomenal show chachi uh, i believe you were a fan of house of dragon weren't you um the prequel uh for game of thrones He's going to be in a six-part limited series, um, which is uh, it's actually based on a graphic novel um, called "The Death of Bun- Bunny Monroe," and this is a Nick Cave's comic novel of the same name. And <laughs> Matt Smith will be playing a sex addict. I mean, it's interesting because that's all he did in House of Dragon was like bang women, um, but now. Uh, he's uh, going to play a sex addict named Bunny Monroe and also a door-to-door beauty product salesman and a self-possessed Lothario whose life is derailed by his wife Libby's suicide. So uh, interesting, interesting, <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, um, let's move into everything going on in the world of WWE, and I think we should hear some old school Yeah, old we got to hear music. theme song, yes yeah so here we go here we go it is time
2: for the wrestling news with chunk shady don't hate the player hate the game
1: yeah that's great that whole theme song it's like it's like when you hear like stone cold's themes it's this, this is hit, and all of a sudden he runs on the ring, and you haven't seen him in like in twenty years. You're like, "Oh my god, it's so cold!" It's cold. Do you Not realize
4: 20, it's 20, 2023, yeah. and three um, of us have had have been doing this 23 years ago? We're 22 old. Two years dude. ago, that's, that's we're insane.
1: old. Like Holy we started, shit! We started so young. You know, we started like like as soon as we could talk. We started. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah,
4: my god. Um, but yeah, yeah let's, cool. let's, let's 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 throw it out. Let's throw it out, Sean. Um, Survivor Series, oh. my god, was it amazing or what? I mean, I thought we're all I was so excited just to see Randy Orton return and our truth return, but dude, yes. Sean, did you know? Did you know that CM Punk will be returning at Survivor Series?
7: Uh, I had thought about it, but I, you know, obviously didn't know, you know, but weren't you surprised?
4: I was, I was surprised because I, I think I read that they pretty much stopped the, you know, in the communication with CM Punk. And of course, The heat that Seth Rollins supposedly had with CM Punk. I mean, at first I heard that, yes, they had heat and
7: he called it cancer. No, that's what's called good knowing what's good business.
4: That's what's good business. So so negotiations have been going on, and maybe when Seth did that interview, they were like, well, you know, just throw out his name because I think we're going to be trying to bring him back, right?
7: Well, Seth had been trying to bring in a lot of people. We tried to bring in Will Ospreay. Who's yeah. signed with AEW, uh, You know, he, he realizes that, okay, if I bring these guys in, they're big names. Hey, that's another WrestleMania main event for me. Right. So why not start something with Punk online or start talking about them before he even gets there?
4: Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh,
7: and every, just, everybody thinks that that's the main event of night one of WrestleMania. So we'll see what happens.
4: That It could be even night two. Sean, it could even be night two, even no, though that, that oh, spots remain
7: not, not with Roman Reigns. Still that's there.
4: reserved for Roman Reigns. Okay.
7: Oh, well, although people are talking maybe Roman versus Punk.
4: Oh my God. Wow. This 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 brings up so many more new matches that, that we, we want to see. Um, because obviously CM Punk hadn't been with the company in 10 years.
7: Yeah. Um, I was but, there for his last match.
4: And you were there for his last
7: match. Yeah, it was the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. That And then he, to... uh, he was supposed to be in that Monday Night Raw the next night, and he did not show up.
4: Wow. Holy shit. That's crazy. But, yes, he is back, Sean. 29 million views on WWE's official X page, formerly Twitter. Okay. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, gonna... it's
5: – I
7: think the total of everything is about – Seventy-five million or something like that.
4: Seventy-five million, and of well, course. I ad, think
7: add across all their social media. Uh, all
4: the social medias, of course. Yes. and it's the highest-grossing Survivor Series show in the history of the company. I'm wondering if, if that's due to CM Punk because that was a surprise. So I, I don't know if that 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 is factored into I believe it. But
7: it beat every show except when WrestleMania was there the last time. Holy smokes! Yeah.
4: Okay. Well.
7: Yes, it did, and because they did the same thing AEW did, they never announced a Punk, but you knew had to be there. Yeah. So they got rid of the. They had a stage and everything. They got rid of the stage. They sold all the tickets. You couldn't put another body in that building if you tried.
4: Wow, wow, that's 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 like they say that's best for business and. And it's interesting because not many people knew about punk um coming back, right? They kept the very,
7: a very no. small circle. Triple H, Nick Khan, maybe two other people. And then from what I was able to find out, some half of the people in the cage knew he was coming. Just because the of the in, they reacted.
4: The reaction. So Seth had to know yes. Okay. Then, now that makes
7: uh, makes sense. Yeah, and then like maybe two or three production
4: people. Okay. Okay. So the Obviously, of course the person you
7: gotta, that, the music you the music. Yeah, and
4: the video. <laughs> <laughs> Living color, you gotta bring that up. But well, let's talk about the main event really quick though, uh Sean. Um the judgment day, of course, that's Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and JD McDonough, the newest member, teams up with Drew McIntyre. They face off against Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Cody Rhodes. And we didn't know at first whether Randy was going to return or not because he wasn't in that cage. And he comes out, so we're. <laughs> I was happy to see Randy Orton. He looked Boy, Randy I, looked phenomenal in how the ring. Jacked,
7: how jacked! jacked like, walking out there,
4: he looked the probably the most jacked I've seen. Um, he was a lot a lot leaner previously when he was with the company. So, I realized
7: um, he's been gone for eighteen months.
4: Eighteen months without Randy Orton. Wow. Yes. Yeah. But uh yeah to see Randy back was fantastic. I mean yes, I mean everyone's excited about Randy Orton, but yes when when CM Punk came out it was uh yeah, that was something that we did not expect at all. At all. So that this made the the main event a lot more exciting. Yes, the reaction of Seth Rollins being held back by by Corey Graves and uh, Michael Cole apparently um, I think Michael Cole knew about it, Sean, because he was kind of dancing to, uh, uh, there's a, a viral video of him dancing to the living color song, uh, CM Punk's theme song, and like almost like he was expecting it. He was kind of like, just, you know, and then you awesome. just kind of see Corey graves, just kind of like, I don't know. He was kind of like stoic, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. but, uh, it, it was, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to rock, rock the whole entire roster. And I'm excited of potential matches now. That oh
7: yeah! At. As he said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money.
4: He's here to make money, and yes, let's hope that first major marquee match. Because I don't think there's a premium live event in December, so they were going straight into um the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yes. Where um, I guess it's feasible that CM Punk could be in that Rumble, and I don't think he's ever won the Rumble, has he? Never. Okay. So there you go. Cause uh Cody Rhodes just announced when, when on that Raw. Do
3: Cody, yeah. Huh?
4: yeah, Cody announced that he will be a part of the Royal Rumble. And uh you know, you got Cody and now you have uh CM Punk. He's gotta be in that Rumble. I mean, I can't <laughs> you know, I can't imagine him not being in the Rumble, but uh well,
7: this is gonna be a loaded Royal Rumble where the, for the first time in a long time, you don't know who's gonna win. Ooh. Yeah. Cody, you know, LA, Knight, LA Knight. Randy you Orton.
4: You can't sleep on LA Knight,
7: man. Oh, you got Randy Orton. Yeah, LA yep. Knight. You got uh uh you got a whole host of people.
4: LA Knight's been uh, pushed. Uh he's like they say, he's a mix of Stone Cold and the Rock. Mm-hmm. An old school WWE likes some Chachi. If you're listening to us, you gotta check out LA Night. I know you stopped watching the uh WWE product not too um for a few years already but la Knight is really a just just an homage to old school wrestling i mean he cuts promos like the rock but he's kind of like rednecky because he's from hagerstown he's got so he's got that stone cold bravado you know
7: hagerstown so kinda, wow yeah he's not from to,
4: hagerstown maryland
7: yeah no not too many people know he's from hagerstown yeah yeah so Did he wrestle in mcw he did not, although he tried, but uh, no, he did never... He there.
4: tried? And wow. now he's the megastar? You actually denied the, the, the main eventer of Crown Jewel. You denied a match. Oh, okay. not...
7: I wouldn't say he
4: would... <laughs> <laughs> you denied... Not... Well, I don't know you personally denied him. <laughs> yeah,
7: I was going to say, don't say me. Uh,
4: so
1: what is it about... Like, I've seen CM Punk before, but what is it that people about him that people... Love so much? Is it just like his um, actual wrestling talent or what is it?
7: What, CM Punk? Yeah. I think because he's people love guys who rebel against the system. So that's what they loved about Stone Cold back in the day. That's what they love about CM Punk and CM Punk actually left. How many people actually leave the business? You know, yeah, he yeah. actually left. So when he came back, you know, people were excited, but they never thought they would see him in WWE again. But You're the people watched right. AEW for him,
4: they did. Oh, yeah, yeah, they,
1: yeah, did.
7: they did. did. Some of their highest ratings they ever gotten. in AEW.
4: Yeah, all
3: right,
7: well.
4: So AEW's loss is WWE's gain, and um.
7: I said AEW could lose a lot more than just CM Punk very soon. Woo!
4: Man, I mean, I think no. Cody Rhodes is a huge loss. I thought Jade Cargill was a big loss. But it's usually been WWE going to AEW, but now we're starting to see, I guess, a turn of the tide?
7: Uh, they may also lose their television contract pretty soon.
4: What? Is this what you're hearing?
7: Wow. Well, because Warner Brothers is in line, is in negotiations for Monday Night Raw.
5: What?
7: Yes. The same Warner Brothers who has AEW on their TV right now.
4: Oh, wow. And they're not going to do both, are they?
7: No. Uh, there's no way. WWE, I'm sure, we're having their contract and no other.
4: Holy smokes. Entity could
7: be in there, so, Wow. It's- between them and i believe amazon prime and fx wow yeah.
4: big things are in store i think i think merging with with uh endeavor to form tko holdings was a great decision it's just uh gonna make the product that much stronger and it really has in fact the tko executives apparently didn't find out about the news of cm punk returning until until they saw out the, the door yeah I thought that was kind of interesting Um, but you know what there's some other good matches that night weren't there Sean I mean uh, we shouldn't sleep on the rest of the card I mean uh, the women's war games match was phenomenal I thought it was what an effort I mean um, Flair um, Bianca Belair Shotzi Becky Lynch of course they're victorious against uh, Bailey and the rest of damage yeah. control
3: yeah.
4: Io Eostai- Pasta, carry Sane, um, yeah, some of the spots in that Women's War Games match was just wow. This just I couldn't believe some of the spots they did. It was amazing. And then how about um, your boy the Miz? The Miz, the Miz. Um, you know what? He it wasn't a squash match. It was a long match actually. And um, but uh, Miz put on quite the effort. You know, he looked strong in his match, but sadly, he tapped out due to the Boston Crab from Gunther. Um
7: he's just saying the Miz is a good guy, right?
4: It's good. You know what? I I, I always thought that he was he he might have been a better good guy than a bad guy. So really um I, I don't know. I because they always when he's a good guy, it's never for an extended amount of time, it's only very brief. No. You notice that?
7: Yeah, he's he's, usually a couple months and then he's right back.
4: Exactly. I think they can give him a run as a good guy. Let's see what he can do as a good guy, you know. I don't know. I mean, just to see something fresh, you know? Yeah. Um, and Zoe Stark, there was no chance at hell she was defeating Rhea Ripley.
5: <laughs> Zero. Zero, Zero. <laughs> yeah.
4: So we saw uh, Rhea, of course mommy. Uh, I expect to hold the title for WrestleMania, and I think the uh, money match is going to be Rhea Ripley-Becky Lynch. Um, what do you think, Sean?
7: Yeah, I would think so. That's They've been Keeping those two apart on purpose for a long
4: On time. purpose. On purpose. I think the last they only fought once in NXT, I believe, when Becky Lynch uh I think she recently won the uh women's money in the bank and she went over. No, I could be wrong I could be I could mistaken about that, but it was several years ago and, and and Rhea was still a part of the NXT roster. She wasn't um part of the raw roster. But I remember they did have one match um before, but but um and then of course she had um, Santos Escobar victorious in his match against um Dragon Lee, which I thought was, I would have rather seen Carlito, you know. Um, when he's old school, you know, he's he's cool, <laughs> but uh, I guess he nah, did that in. I think,
7: you get, I think you get that match later, but
4: uh, is that what's gonna happen? Okay,
7: yeah, it was it was taken out on purpose. That was that was part of the play.
4: That was you part see, of Carlito, the
7: Carlito is back.
4: Carlito is back, Chacha. Can you yeah, believe oh. it? Forever. Speaking well, of being jacked, he's more jacked now than he was. uh he in his really
7: got to watch, Chacha. You got to watch. Uh, what was it? Backlash. Yes. I mean, uh, Damian Priest against Bad Bunny. Yes, that Bad Bunny. bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad <laughs> winner. Bad and, Bunny. And, and Bad Bunny had in his back pocket Carlito, and when Carlito comes out, uh, you saw that reaction for CM Punk in Chicago. That reaction for Carlito in Puerto Rico was,
1: oh.
7: in that contract.
4: Just <laughs> is over. Just is over. Yeah, because um, yeah, cause didn't he get released?
1: He didn't he get into a fight with somebody? He got released. Carlito back in the day. Yeah. yeah what is was the reason released. for? Had, I thought it yeah, was because of, hate of with somebody.
4: No, I thought it was the um, wellness policy. I thought it was? Sean, do you recall why why um, Carlito I, I, left the first run of WWE?
7: I can't remember why I was trying to remember. I can't remember. Okay. Because I mean, he was yeah. kind of like a
1: Razor Ramon knockoff,
7: but I always liked him. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh, very he... good point, yes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. But other than um, yeah, Raw was fantastic. Of course, we already mentioned Cody Rhodes declaring himself as the first official participant in the Royal Rumble. We also saw um, the opening promo with Randy Orton uh, being... Back in the WWE, which we were happy to see. And we saw Randy Orton later in the in the evening. Um, with Dominic Mysterio. Uh, so it was good to see Randy back in a in hey, and cold when I hear
1: about Dominic Mysterio wrestling.
4: Da- yes. Uh,
7: <laughs> yes. Right, the Survivor series that ladder, that ladder match for, for the contract for the custody.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes, because he was just a little baby yeah. or just right, a little right. kid. Yeah.
1: Now, did Survivor Series have like the four and four matches?
4: Well, they, no. they did war. They did war games instead. Yeah. So it's five, five on five, and then four on four. Does in, it still
1: broadcast in... on Thanksgiving? Um, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday
4: yeah. after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, today it wasn't Saturday.
1: on Thanksgiving. No.
4: See, that, was, that,
1: was a, that was always so much fun is watching Survivor Series.
7: Thanksgiving nah. night, eight you know,
4: o'clock turkey. Too many, you're hanging out.
7: Too many nah, Cowboys nah. fans. Yeah, nah, do, I, I, they're no, not going to do it no. on Thanksgiving. No, because if you remember, they didn't have a game at night back then.
4: Back
3: it was, only,
7: it was only Detroit and Dallas during the day, so we were uh, fine. Survivor Series.
4: Oh, was at okay.
7: But then that once they put that third game on at eight o'clock, yeah, that was pretty much it.
4: And that was pretty much the end of Survivor Series on Thanksgiving <laughs> night, but. uh yeah. <laughs>
7: but I do. I, you're right. I do miss that, though. Yeah, that was that.
4: I mean, the five-on-five five matches were fantastic, man. But uh, the Creepers, brothers—I'll give you, uh, dude. Those Creep brothers are pretty damn good, man. Um, they—they they won the number one contenders uh, for the tag titles held by Judgment Day, and I've—I've
7: uh, I've known those kids for a while. They have you, Sean? Amazing. Really? They are amazing. Okay, I cool. Even, I don't even think they know their own strength. It's like ridiculous.
4: that's what i saw in that match now did they walk through mc did they did they make an appearance in mcw
7: no almost though i almost got them (laughs) almost (laughs) okay you're working on it i see oh i was working on it yeah
4: okay all right yeah of course the the highlight of, of, of raw had to have been the uh cm punk promo closing out the show though right
7: oh yeah yeah yeah, all I mean, the was... they, they ran short on time because Randy Orton decided he wanted a couple extra minutes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but he got his message, uh, you know, clear uh, through. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, just a couple things that he said uh, during the promo. He said he has to be me. And basically, he's been uh, feeling a lot more like me. Ever since Saturday, which was a called oh, Survivor Series is a career career hotlight. I guess it's he, he
1: has to be Al Soda, you said?
4: Um
7: yeah. Me as in CM Punk, right? Oh okay. <laughs> right.
4: And no, apparently
7: he did not talk about AEW.
4: He did not talk about AEW at all. Yeah.
7: Or Tony Khan or anything but like that. But he
4: keeps so talking awesome. about how he changed. Is he talking about like how he got like fired from AEW because of his bad behavior, maybe? Is that what do you think when he says that I have changed? What do you think he was alluding
7: to? I think it's he's changed because of the way he used to think about when he was in WWE last time.
5: Okay. And why,
7: and why he left. And so he says he's a changed man. And yes. he said one person, but he never mentioned his name. Okay. But if you heard him, he said it twice. He said, you know, a wise man told him that if he was going to do something he would have to leave, and then that same wise man told him he would have to come back.
4: And that wise man is?
7: Who's known as the wise man.
4: Oh, Paul Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
7: <laughs>
4: Interesting. I wonder if they're going to pair those two together.
7: No. What do you think?
4: No, no.
7: <laughs> Paul is gold with Roman Reigns. You can't move Yeah. Him.
4: that's true he's got too much going on with the bloodline but he called wwe home cm punk said he's been gone for 10 years and he said that people have never forgotten him and if you yeah he's right because people were chanting cm punk's name years after you left wwe yes you know when they were in chicago for instance like years after he left they were still chanting his name you know People didn't forget who he was, you know, and then of course, uh, big, big Ross, uh, big Raw matches for next week already. We have, um, um, the world title already on the line. Uh, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins defends against Jey Uso, and then Drew McIntyre taking on Sami Zayn. And,
7: uh, so I have to ask you because I don't know offhand is it what's the NF Monday night football game?
4: Ooh, monday so this past monday or the one month uh monday coming up No,
7: oh, the one the one coming up next week
4: oh wow do i have to check to make sure it's not the ravens? no the ravens are on bye
7: next week no 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 i was gonna say i know the ravens are not on i i don't think they're on monday night
4: no they're on bye. um well they're on sunday night um this past weekend but i know that they're yeah. on. i'll look it up really quick um so the uh, Monday night game uh for next week, right? Gotta put it on week thirteen.
7: Are we on week thirteen already? Jeez.
4: Oh wow. It's uh the Bengals versus uh Jacksonville in Jacksonville.
7: Oh yeah, they're gonna load that up. That's that's Tony Khan's team.
4: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is that why it's so big?
7: No, no, no. I just threw that in there.
4: Okay. <laughs> And then, of course, this Friday on SmackDown, Logan Hall. I am so happy he's US champion. He's just, he's probably one of the best um, rookies. You know, I mean, coming from YouTube and, 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 you know, boxing and acting and, and just, uh,
7: this. Would you picking... ever think Logan Paul would be this good?
4: That's what I'm saying. Picking up the sport of WWE wrestling. I mean, Bad Bunny was very impressive, but. Logan Paul has brought it to another level. and
7: Let me ask you, would you think they would do that match, Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny for the U.S. Championship?
4: Oh, man. That's WrestleMania implications all over it. I really do want to see. I do think LA Knight needs that title rub.
7: I think so,
4: so too. I think they're going to do LA Knight versus um, Logan Paul. I can see... those but two have a. Seen...
7: comes back and says, "Hey man, I you know I'll do this match. Let me do it." Well,
3: one
4: one thing one thing they could do is have La Knight versus uh, Logan Paul at Raw Rumble, and then maybe save the Bad Bunny. And I don't know. I'm not sure. what yeah. That, that I mean that would be fantastic.
7: I mean, it's on his tour what he's.
4: I mean, it's better than uh, Logan Paul versus Jelly Roll.
7: Oh my god. Jelly Roll, Jelly Roll is.
4: Chachi knows who Jelly Roll is. He he's, he's a fan of those uh, artists with uh, face tattoos. You I don't know, know who he is. Well, he's, well, yeah, he's a um, he's a country country music star with country uh, music.
7: Yeah, yeah, but he's uh, apparently smoke a lot of weed.
4: Smokes a lot of weed. I think Randy Orton alluded to.
7: Yes, him he smelling did. The, yeah. Same right in the front row <laughs>
4: yeah but i hope i hope jelly jelly roll does not get in that wwe ring but it was good to see him in the backstage no. segment. Uh-huh. um it was good to see our truth where's our truth then was he injured or yes
7: yeah, so he broke his leg uh, about what a year and a half ago maybe year.
4: oh god okay
7: yeah so he's been gone ever since then. and he's been gone over since wow
4: interesting and um we only have one more thing in wwe is that ronda rousey is now with ring of honor which most likely means he'll be she'll he
5: she'll wait, be
7: wait, slow down she only did one match no she did one match but with no AEW
4: owning roh isn't it kind of a uh, assume that that she would be all elite
7: no she only did that match because of her girl marina shafir so
5: really Okay, yeah. so
7: Listen, I don't not... want to talk bad about Tony Khan, but if I had the number one woman in wrestling for the last couple of years, I probably wouldn't hide her in a Ring of Honor show that I'd not seen on television.
4: Seriously, right? Yeah, that makes no sense. That makes zero sense. So I don't know. I'm kind of. I mean, I love Ronda in WWE. I'm kind of sad she's not no longer with the roster, but. I don't know. Do you know any I really haven't read any reasoning as to why Rhonda left a e. Do you know any inside Scoop?
7: Well, besides her contract being done, I think she was just done, honestly. You know okay, Rhonda. So, once, once it's not going her way, it's she kind of zones out. So
4: Okay. So her contract just kind of run out and she just decide, decided not to renew it and left. Right. Okay. All right. Well, kind of wanted around for WrestleMania to me. I mean, we haven't seen Ronda versus Rhea, have we? That's a match, you know. That, that that's a No. Match.
7: Uh-huh. That's what oh, I'm that saying.
4: So that's the match I want to see, man. So uh yeah,
7: that might turn into a shoot. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that,
7: that could turn into a shoot. They're down, hey, push on Rhea now. Come on. Oh, I know.
4: I know. Rhea's and okay, she's come a long way. Tachi, I think this is the best time for you to to get back into the wrestling. And start with uh start with Survivor series and just keep it up. Maybe even just watch the premium live events up to WrestleMania because it's getting good again, man. It's, it's yeah, I'll
1: start good. I'll start back where I left off twenty years ago first so I can catch up. <laughs>
7: just watch I, WrestleMania's and then you'll be caught up. Yeah. No, Chachet- I watched some recent,
1: yeah. yeah, i watched watch some recent WrestleMania. I don't like them, so I never
7: got back into it.
4: Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, Wait well,
1: you,
7: you watched Roman and Cody and you didn't like
1: it? No, I watched uh, I didn't watch the last WrestleMania. I made the one before that um
7: okay. the okay. one where
1: Which, um Undertaker so got old. buried alive.
4: Oh, that's the COVID one. No, yeah. that's not. Yeah. That's and not the, a good one then, to watch. Oh
7: no, no,
1: no,
4: no! Yeah. You're not and, gonna and be and a fan.
1: We saw, we saw inside of John Cena's head when. Um,
4: no, 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 no! That's not. wasn't face was
1: playing mind games on him. That was the COVID.
4: That was the COVID WrestleMania. No, that's, that's John Cena. Oh no,
1: I'm I'm pinning a stuffed animal. Oh no, he tricked me.
4: Like oh <laughs> so my dumb. god. And, and who you mentioned, who he wrestled, I guess, in that. Rest in peace, Bray yeah. Wyatt.
7: Bray who R-R- a lot R- of people,
4: yeah. yeah, who are thinking will be the one of the inductees.
7: Uh, will be the main event of the Hall of Fame. I think. Will he be yeah. the Hall
4: of Fame um, um inductee, number one inductee? Okay. I think
1: so. I love this more serious character that he had. like there He's one of the few wrestlers that I watched in recent years who I really like.
4: Yeah. So and rest like in peace. Yeah. Continue rest in peace for for bray wyatt's it been uh really really tough without and of course his tag team partner brody lee um luke harper aka luke harper and maybe they should do both of them together sean what do you think
7: that would be nice but you know they don't like to have multiple deceased people going in at the same time right. It's okay a weird rule. it's a weird rule but they don't want to
4: they don't yeah. want everybody
7: to be crying the entire night. So
4: Yeah, it, they are Wyatt family together, but yeah, but we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully Cindy Loper will finally get her Yeah, induction. I was trying
7: she had
1: the same exact thing John. Like why why hasn't she been inducted in the Hall of Fame? It's got to be her I, I choice
7: was, because I was going to I was going to say there has to be something. Like was there <laughs> bad blood between them or something? That's what
4: I'm thinking, yes. Yeah. I don't yeah, know okay.
7: because I, I figure WWE
1: has has inducted like Horrible celebrities who have barely done yeah, anything like
3: to wrestling, Drew, Drew right. Carey, <laughs>
1: and right, yeah. You know. When when I think you know, Cindy Lauper is responsible. Like, I mean, who knows who would even be watching
7: wrestling today if it wasn't for Cindy Lauper
5: right. starting that best whole best rock best and best
7: wrestling. For everything that Hogan and all those guys did, Cindy Lauper did just as much. Being there, yes, four eighty-five, like mm-hmm. yes, she. she uh, her being there put a lot of spotlight on WWE. I have no idea why she's not there unless she yeah. turned it down. But I can't right. even, I don't even know if any, I don't even know if she's ever been offered to be honest. With you. She
1: had to have been offered by now because they offered it to everybody else, every other celebrity. And she's, you know, and if it wasn't for a chance encounter with Captain Little Albano on a flight that they sat next to each other and they hit it off. And then she ended up putting him in the, her videos. And then, yeah. you know, then he Rock. brought her on to um, wrestling.
4: Rock and wrestling was born.
7: Yeah, like, I, yeah. I they, They've forgotten about her, though, because they all they care about are recent celebrities like, you know, Kid Rock's in there. And yeah,
4: I know. Like, I really think she folks. must have turned
1: it
7: down at some point. Yeah, yeah. I think mean, whatever celebrity they've had way back in the day, they just said, screw it. We're not even thinking about you. So.
4: Wow. Oh, Sean, I wanted to th- uh, throw out one more thing in ChaCha. I know it's getting late, so we should wrap up. But uh, yeah, yeah it's Sunny. Sonny, Tammy Sitch, no uh oh. as, as yeah, serving 17 years dude. in prison. Um uh, uh so as you know, she she had one kind of dui that caused the death of of of, of a guy. Um uh, yeah, so she had a dui, yeah, dui manslaughter. Yeah, dude. I mean, and she looked horrible. I mean, she's just she's Tammy. The sunny Girl. that you knew in the nineties, don't you I, know, I she doesn't look like that it, anymore.
7: I hate to say it, but she needed to go to jail because I, to think, save, I think to save her
4: life, right?
7: Yes, yeah. I think it's the only way it's going to save her because she obviously, her being at home and being on the street or whatever is not
1: helping, right?
7: You know, she's she's not yeah. doing any rehab or anything like that. And obviously, you know, driving drunk and and this is the ultimate—you just killed somebody with your car.
1: Oh God,
7: that's yeah. the biggest uh, fall
1: from grace. You know, probably one of the biggest ones in wrestling of history. Like the somebody who was the most downloaded woman, yeah, at that time in history from America Online. You know, just the the top sex symbol of wrestling,
4: number one downloaded next to Cindy Margolis, yeah. I think.
1: <laughs> Remember yeah, that dude. one, yeah. She kind of uh, ushered Hogan in the Hogan. whole like diva generation of wrestling, you know. Whatever. Yeah, you like that or not, you know. She helped usher it in,
4: man. It's, it's a very shame. sad. It's a very interesting. Enough Hulk Hogan's son, Nick Hogan, he apparently had a DUI uh back in November 18th, yeah. um, a couple weeks ago, and apparently he's did
7: not learned yeah, he the last time,
4: yeah, he looks horrible thing. too. In early 2000s, he was involved in an accident that actually gave his buddy, the passenger, John Graziano, a serious brain injury. Mm-hmm. So, oh, man, that kid, that's a mess. And, of course, interesting enough, it ties into Tiffany Haddish also uh, getting arrested for um, a DUI. Also, she was slumped over the wheel of her Tesla, which was parked, uh, I believe, right outside
7: the... Uh, but wait, she wasn't driving, she just happened to be slumped over.
4: Yeah, she was slumped
7: over. Yeah. Oh.
4: She was stopped in the middle of a few lanes, slumped over her car. And the,
7: isn't the rule that if your key is in the ignition, that's how you get in trouble? If the key is not in the ignition, you're you're fine.
4: That's it. She that that's a yeah, if she stopped in the middle of a few lanes of traffic, yeah, absolutely. Asleep oh, in the driver's yeah. seat, Uh sleep in the driver's seat and arrested, but she was released later that day. So I mean, yeah, that's not, not, I mean, learn from Sonny, Tiffany Haddish. So just don't do that again. I mean, lucky you didn't kill anybody, but Sonny sadly killed a guy. Um, and sadly, she's going to be locked up for 17 years. She probably will appeal, but um,
5: nonetheless. No? Um, she, <laughs> no? No.
4: no.
7: Yeah. Two on I appeal. You don't come in there. Oh, I think.
4: Sorry, but she'll probably be eligible for parole
7: maybe. I think she I think in probably, what, let's say five to eight and a half years, she'll, she'll be out.
4: Yeah. Oh, f- okay. Yeah. All right, so well wishes go out to her, and hopefully this will be a, a wake-up call um, for her, and of course, uh, we always end tonight's show with other rest in pieces. Um, Suzanne Shepard, um, as you know, she's known for playing iconic mob, wi- mob wives, and so- Sopranos, and Goodfellas. She passed away th- Um, at the age of 89 Uh, Josh Ackland acting career for eight decades of theater film and television he was also the villain in Lethal Weapon 2 um, if you remember
7: yeah I was going to say I remember that name okay
4: he was also in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and the Mighty Ducks Chachi so you might know this guy Josh Ackland Um, sadly he ended up up. yep We also lost Peter Spellos, an actor best known for his role on American Dreams. And Gene Knight, the Grammy nominated singer behind the 1971 hit Hit Me With. Oh, sorry. The 1970s. 1970... was about to say Hit Me With Your Best Shot. The 1971 hit Mr. Big Stuff. Mr. Big Stuff. I think you remember that. Every day? Mr. Big Stuff. <laughs> Who do you Not think, think? you are? Awesome been a yeah. bunch of commercials with jingles and stuff like that and uh, and of course we we lost um Rosalind Carter Chachi um former First Lady of the United States um Oh yeah. The wife of um Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter's still with us. on oh, wow. care. Yeah. Jimmy Carter's uh, 99 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and, met uh, I met
1: her down in Georgia like um He did. Yeah, it's before before COVID. Like if you go down to Macon, Georgia, Jimmy Carter's hometown, he would um yeah. he did Sunday school like usually a couple times a month, and you could actually go there and listen to a sermon with him. Um, and then afterwards, you, you could get a picture with him and um, the first lady, and they're they're very nice. And you know, you know, I'm like a huge Reagan fan, but I definitely super respect um, Jimmy Carter, you know, especially for what he has done since being president, you know, all the Habitat for Humanity and all the great things that he has done. And he's,
3: yeah,
1: teaching Sunday school, school. and he's definitely kind of person who, like, you know, actually walks the walk and not just talks and talk. And, like, and the First Lady seemed like a real lady and just um, both of them just seemed great. And I, I think they were married over eight decades. They are married for and it's just incredible. And I can't imagine what he's going through now, um, losing the love of his life. And I feel really bad for him. And I know he was also in the hospice care. She went to hospice care and I think she only lasted a couple of days, but he's been in home hospice care for you know, months now.
4: Early since so, early this year, yeah. I think it was yeah. February of 2020 Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and he could very well make his hundredth birthday. <laughs> sure, you never know. I don't know. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, celebrities and stuff who have not made it to hundred. Like Bob Barker got really super close. Um, oh yeah. You know, and um, Betty White. Betty White. Betty White almost in like maybe. a couple of weeks oh, or something. Man. You know. Yeah. Austin, you
4: know, it's so like, it's... Yeah. Well, we'll see with with Jimmy. I mean, obviously he's in hospice, so he's. Our well wishes are, are go out to Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter, and and, um, and the rest of the family. Um, so, uh, of course, with death, we celebrate life. We got to throw out the birthday shout outs, right? Well, Tachi McFly, you are another year around the sun, right?
7: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 40- how old are you now? Sixty
1: <laughs>
4: three. <laughs> I'm not quite <laughs> as old as you yet. So, <laughs> That's, so this is Sean's turn to. T- <laughs> Throw back the old comments charge of Chacham and Fly, but uh
1: yeah, um I'll like, celebrate the like Ripper calling you old. <laughs> yeah.
7: Dude, that, that first number is changing in about uh five weeks.
4: That's whoop. Really? <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, are you are you saying it on the air? Well <laughs> <laughs> I don't do
7: anymore, dude. I'm old. It doesn't matter. It's on do. your
4: milestone birthdays in January, correct?
7: Yes. Woo! Wow! Really? All right. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this. I know. I know. Oh, it's, wow. it's
4: it's it's. Oh yeah, I know. It's it's good to be alive, but at the same time, it's, you wish you were
7: sad On the last one, I'm like, oh my god, the 10 years is over already. What happened?
4: Let's <laughs> celebrating birthday on November 28th. That's today. Uh, Paul Schaefer from the David Letterman show, is 74 today. He's
5: still alive
4: still alive
5: <laughs>
4: ed harris yeah. actor ed harris who we know is alive because he's been a lot of things he's 73 um judd nelson is 64 he is almost senior citizen chachi and we were just watching the breakfast club not too long ago right? Oh my God, <laughs> that's
1: how you judd Nelson! wow
4: 64 yeah i can't um, watch the club today yeah that's such a good iconic movie um Jane actor, Jane Sibbett from friends uh, and remember Herman's head Chachi. I know, you know, Herman's head.
5: <laughs>
4: She's 61 today. Uh, John Stewart of daily show is also 61. Wow. Damn. I know Garcelle Buvis from the Jamie Foxx show. NYPD blue. She's been a lot of stuff. She's still a working actress. She's 57. Sure. Brian quantum from true bloods, 47, and Tachi, you remember the beautiful Amy Garcia from Lucifer? We talked to her at the Shoreleaf Con last year. She is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's 45. Happy nice. birthday, Amy. And the beautiful Mary Elizabeth Winstead um, from Scott Pilgrim versus The World. She's also Harrison hero Syndulla in Ahsoka. Um, and she's also... Um, I think she's married to um, Ewan McGregor. I don't know if they're married or just together, but uh, happy um, birthday, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is um, 39, and that's birthday today. And happy birthday, belated birthday, Chachi McFly. Um, thank you so much. I mean, this is our celebration for you because you always uh fly away for I'm your birthday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I get as far away from Maryland as possible.
4: <laughs> We'd like to thank, of course, our entire I'm panel. I need,
1: to, I need to do that. You do. You start playing How
4: now. You, good John. You you've done a lot of traveling though. I gotta give it to you. You did a lot of traveling.
7: I have recently, yes. Yeah. Uh, so good for you, man. Dude, you should have seen it. I think in a uh most recently in a two day span, I hit Arizona, Anaheim, and Vegas in 48. See?
4: Hours. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Joining yeah. our buddy uh, Randy Lindsay, right? For a few of those, right? Yes. Fantastic,
7: man yeah well, I'm awesome. making up for lost
4: time make it up for lost time that's good man people need to see the world for sure man um so sean thank you so much uh aka chunk shady yeah um, make sure for... you
1: come to our christmas party sean
4: oh that's right i gotta make sure uh you uh get the invite for we're that having, sean.
1: we're having a christmas party we, we have one like we... the last three years since you've, um
4: we, you've been <laughs> invited to everyone uh, sean we're i guess you don't like, check your emails but no, no. We'll, it's we'll in be person hurt. at a restaurant. We're doing, we're doing it in person. Yeah. 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 Oh,
7: okay. Uh, when's the date?
4: Uh, December. Ooh, listeners. Uh, this will be edited out. But uh,
7: December fourteenth.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can say the date. They just don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you off the air, but yeah, let's go oh, ahead and great. wrap tonight's show. Let's thank our panel, of course, the one and only yeah. Sean Cradle, aka Chick Shady, Mister Wrestling himself from MCW Pro Wrestling. And thank of course, you thank everybody. yes, thank you so much, Mike the General Zod, the Persian Prince of Pop Culture, uh, the Zadi. <laughs> thank you so much, Martin Lopez, the Once in Future King and the Last Numenorian, and thank you so much, the King of the 80s, the Demotivational Speaker, Chachi McFly. Thanks for having me on the show again for my
1: birthday. Yes, the birthday the show.
4: Yeah. Another year around the sun, of course. Three more shows. We're looking forward to the next for... Christmas shows. Yes, three more shows before we wrap up. Christmas, uh, the Christmas holiday here on BTB and our take our much needed holiday hiatus. And ending tonight's show, that's right, a pre-recorded interview with the nu- actor from the number one movie in America, Hunger Games, the, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Man, this is real exciting. I'm talking to Actor. Dakota shapiro who plays billy in uh that film he's a part of the third act of that film and uh get to talk to him uh in an exclusive interview interview here on btb so enjoy and on behalf of everybody here on the panel we will see you guys next week till then he thank you guys see ya. all right special interview time here on btb below the belt show we're here with actor extraordinaire dakota shapiro who plays billy top in the number one movie in the u.s that's right the hunger games prequel ballad of songbirds and snakes dakota good to have you on btb
8: hey thanks so much for having me man
4: absolutely so yes i am so glad i actually saw the film before uh (laughs) talking to you so we can talk a little bit about about the film but uh first of all i loved it i loved the film i was always a big hunger games fan when uh p.r machine said there's this opportunity to talk to somebody from the film i was all about it and uh i'm glad you're here with us um but yes yeah i mean the number first of all how's it feel the number one movie in america right now
8: it's pretty surreal man um yeah yeah uh, it's all kind of happening quite fast and um yeah i'm happy to be a, a part of uh of a series that's kind of so beloved it, it feels amazing
4: yeah it's certainly beloved um because uh the original hunger games films um was just amazing and is obviously an amazing adaptation of the books that i actually heard that you were a fan of the books prior but i was yeah. wondering did you actually watch the movies were you a fan of the movies did you re-watch the movies once you were cast uh, in this uh, 100 Games prequel,
8: yeah, both. I I, uh, I I read the the original books, and I, I I had seen the movies when I was in high school. Um, and I did I did kind of a redo when I got cast in all this, just to re familiarize myself with the with the universe and uh, cool, and uh, you know, make sure I was up to date on all that.
4: That's cool. It's good that you did research. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love how the you know it's like. It's it's in an alternate, I get you know, Pan Am, I guess, is very uh an alternate earth, I guess. Um yeah. I guess that's the best way to describe it.
8: Kind of dystopian feature-ish.
4: Yeah, uh alternate earth and dystopian, uh to add to that. But I read that it's 64 years roughly prior to the Hunger Games films. Yeah. The original films. Wow. And I, I love the 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 set design because it was almost like reminiscent of I don't know, the fifties maybe. I don't know. Like a, oh, like totally. when you see those television monitors and things like that i thought it was uh one of the coolest aspects was how they paid attention to how time would like normally evolve you know
8: absolutely i I thought i thought that was a nice touch it kind of helps add to that like um dystopian feeling i think you know that it like it's kind of like a play on um on the on that era and the nuclear family thing and you know it's like it's it i I thought it was like a fun play on that
4: yeah yeah i I thought so too well i guess we'll start start the beginning the audition process um how did that go and um yeah because obviously nowadays people are just self-taping and they just send them directly to the uh the producers and director and and uh so was that pretty pretty much the, the process for you or did you have maybe referral from, uh, an actor or uh, another colleague that was in the film. So I was curious how that went.
8: Yeah. Um, it it was just a self tape audition I got and it had been a pretty slow period. So I was, I was grateful to get it. Um, and wasn't, you know, something like that. Like I didn't exactly feel like I was likely going to get it. You know, when I read, I felt like I was right for the character, but it always feels like such a long shot. so I did a self tape, and then I had a virtual meeting with the director. Read it one more time, and then that was it. I mean, honestly, it was a pretty painless casting process for for something like this. I was surprised.
4: Wow, that's amazing! And uh, as soon as you heard the words, you're booked. Uh, how were you feeling? What was going on through your mind?
8: Oh man, I was very grateful. <laughs> it, was, it came <laughs> at the right time, you know. Um, yeah, it was. I I literally was on my knees, just just like. You know, just kind of overwhelmed by it all, but um, yeah, I, I I still 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 feels like a dream, honestly.
4: Yeah, for sure. So you're playing Billy Top, and uh, you're prominently featured in the third act of the film, right? Yes. You have a little bit in the beginning, right? Yeah,
3: just a little but bit. Then,
4: but then we see uh, some really, uh, really get to see your character Billy uh, in that uh, in that third act. So you work very closely. With Rachel Zegler and with Tom Blythe, uh, who plays Lucy and Coriolanus, respectively. Uh, tell us about your experience uh, working with Rachel, Tom, and the rest of the cast.
8: Oh, man, they're they're absolute pros um, and we're super welcoming. But By the time that I arrived on set, um, they had already been filming for about six months. So everybody was already really close. And then there was new people arriving in, but they did a really good job of making us feel like we weren't coming in on somebody else's thing. Um, it couldn't have been nicer. Also, you know, was so impressed by both of them. They're both, especially Rachel, you know, quite young. And um, this is quite a monstrous movie to be headlining at such a young age. And, you know, I, they, they couldn't have done a better job and they couldn't have handled it more professionally. So I, my hats are off to them. They They were absolutely lovely.
4: Yeah, and of course, it's a lot of drama filled with your scene, um, and a lot of yeah. Uh, action. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and a lot of weapons. Let's just say we won't say too much, but uh, I guess yeah, 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 that yeah. would no spoil but, it. But those that read the books, uh, they know they,
8: they know they, I they hate
4: they, my character. <laughs> they, they hate your character, that's for sure. So, um, how did you get your inner um Billy? Um, uh, obviously, you had to get rid of the Australian accent, which listen to you now it seems like you've kind of been americanized living in la yeah I i've know. been a bit
8: americanized man I'm, I'm a bit stuck in it now <laughs> i was like wait is he australian or is he yeah, American? yeah.
4: Like...
8: i've been over here for too long
4: yeah fantastic so that was no that was no issue trying to get because I'm, I'm assuming yeah pandem is like kind of like the section the district is in america where, where would you guess your district is
8: yeah. And my, my district, I think would be in the South somewhere. Like I think that was meant we worked with an accent coach to make sure that everything was consistent. Um, and that that's my understanding. I mean, they have Southern accents at least.
4: Wow. Ah, the Southern accent. Yes. Yes. I did notice that. Wow. That was super cool. Wow. So tell us about shooting in, um, Germany and Poland. When we're in shooting locations, yeah um, you shot primarily in Germany
8: yeah primarily in Germany honestly I just went to Poland to get them to check my hair I literally we drove to Poland they went <laughs> nice and then I was out of Poland <laughs> so um it was cooler. I mean shooting in Europe is amazing um I, I'd never been to that part of Germany before either and it was a really charming town um so anytime I had office set I was really enjoying like exploring around with some of the other fellow cast members and it was beautiful a lot of uh lot of cool german food and good beer and yes. um, yeah i mean it was great it's this magical town Düsseldorf.
4: nice did you also have the rap party in germany as well you know
8: i th- i wasn't there for the rap party because i think they rapped after i had already left
4: ah oh, i, I see.
8: assume it was in germany probably maybe in berlin oh or sure
4: awesome that had a lot of german beer at that i'm sure oh man i but that, that was a good time yeah for sure well i Talk to us about working with uh, the director, uh, Francis Lawrence. Man,
8: um, he is such a pro. Like that, the set, there's so many pieces at play. Like there's so many people on these sets and for it to feel, it felt professional and tight, but it felt relaxed. Like I didn't feel, you know, incredible pressure or anything, even though there was a, a lot on the line like he somehow had the ability to make it feel like easy and fun and playful. So, um, you know, I was really amazed at his ability to do that. And I, I honestly, I talked to him about it and, and he, he said, it was just like, you know, organization to the nth degree. Like they just had every detail sorted out. And when you do that, I think you can kind of t- take off the reins a little bit. And, um, and so the experience was just really easy and, and very comfort, comfortable.
4: Oh. So this is just a theoretical question because obviously it's it's close to the source material. Um, which actor would you have loved to do a scene with? That was a part of songworks that you did not work with.
8: Man. <laughs> um I, I don't like want Peter to. Peter Dinklage was, was Viola Davis. I want, yeah. I mean, all of them, you know, like they're all <laughs> people that I admire and look up to. Um I honestly would love to have worked with Jason Schwartzman. Um, yes, he is just in so many movies that I love, and I I really dig him. I think um, I think he's great, and he's really great in the movie too. And same with Viola Davis and and Peter Dinklage, they're both fantastic. I, I would work with any of them, but um, but I, I guess uh, Schwartzman would probably be my pick.
4: Wow, that's awesome! Yeah. Are there any actors that you haven't worked with yet that were outside of the cast of of uh, Song Songbirds and Snakes um, that you would love to work with? You know, maybe like a fellow Aussie like Margot Robbie or. Uh... Oh, for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, always down to
8: work with for sure. I, I mean, I really wish I could have worked with Heath Ledger. That would have been uh, he, he's right? been an idol for me growing up. Um, but um, oh, man, there's so many. I mean, I'd love to work with Julianne Moore. I'd love to work with. Uh, Paul Dano, Jake Gyllenhaal, some guys I really love. Um,
4: uh, Those are some great names right there. Dakota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the list yeah. is
8: the list is long, man.
4: <laughs> How about like Dakota and Dakota, like uh, Dakota Johnson or Dakota Fanning or something like that? I don't know.
8: There might be a bit of rivalry there. There could only be one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the Battle of Dakotas. <laughs> um, uh, is there any other... Um, fandom or a franchise that you'd love to work with obviously we've done the hunger games um there's so many big fandoms myself big marvel fan big star wars fan is there anything that that you were like oh my god i'd love to audition for that
8: oh i mean i love lord of the rings so definitely anything in that in that realm. Yes,
4: there was a show on. Uh, on there Amazon. was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was nice. um, <laughs> so, Put that out there, right? To the yeah, ears. I like. I mean, I love <laughs> sci-fi
8: too. So Star Wars, or even the um, being in the Alien franchise. I think they're done making those movies, but but um, but I love them. So would
4: awesome. be cool. That would be cool. Now, is there an audition that you've had that you're just like? So disappointed that you didn't book. Um, <laughs> as long and, as many. <laughs> and, yeah. And are you no, able to talk about them? <laughs> I think so. I don't think it's a problem. Um, They're like, oh man, I wish I'd freaking booked that.
8: <laughs> there was one a couple of years ago. The actor that got it is fantastic. And I've hung out with him a couple of times and like he's great. And I think that it was well cast, um, Lewis Pullman. But um, the, there's a show, The Outer Range. And I was close to playing um the son in that which would have been uh it's like kind of a sci-fi western uh but i would have played josh brolin's son and i really like josh brolin so i, I yes. that one, I was really kicking myself over but man there's a lot you know
4: there's you, some close calls i've had to be uh, my, myself I'm like, yeah <laughs> you, can you,
8: you gotta get yeah. good at just, like as soon as you're done with the audition is just like forgetting it exists like i'm yeah. trying to get be better and better at that
4: yeah for sure and um I'm sure that you're really relieved that the, uh, the SAG actor strike oh, is over, and uh, absolutely. And um, just in time, has, had, too, man. I mean, yeah, sort of, have things picked rough. up on your end? Audition yeah. I, started,
8: I mean, I got my first couple auditions in in almost a year, so um, yeah, it was yeah, it's it's nice to kind of be back back at it again. Um, and you know, it's so amazing that the, the strike happened. Strike happened, and we can be in this industry a little bit more sustainably. Cause I, you know, you know what it's like, I mean, you really got to have a, a day job for a long time mm-hmm. while you're pursuing oh, yeah. it. And even when you're booking stuff, it, 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 it's not as lucrative as I imagined it to be.
4: Right. Um, that's what, yeah, that's one thing that a lot of people should keep in mind and, and, and people that are not in the industry that think, Oh, those rich actors, you know, they're, you know, they're just whining, <laughs> but, Yeah, so it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of actors that are they're not in that percentage, you know. So no, I mean, uh, it's,
8: that's a tiny percentage.
4: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, just glad that the strike is over and we're. Uh, back to doing what we love. Uh, but your film was one of the few that had the SAG interim agreement um, during the. Right, yeah, so lucky. Yeah. I mean, honestly,
8: I heard a week before that we were going to do the premiere. So I, I was grateful because I'd never been to anything kind of on this scale. So um, it was a fun, fun to experience that. And it was something that I wanted to experience. So um, I'm, I'm grateful that it worked out the way it did.
4: I saw some photos from the premiere. Mm-hmm. Tell us uh, about but tell us about uh, your experience at the premiere. Oh, it's, I mean,
8: it's fun. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty chaotic and you feel a little bit like a fancy animal in a cage, but like you're getting fed and stuff, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's still a really good time. Um, but, um, it was fun. I mean, I got to see some of the other actors that I work with. It's always nice to like catch up and see how everyone's doing after a little bit of time has passed and, and, um, so cool to see all the people that showed up and and get to see these kind of legendary actors I've looked up to for so long, like at the same event as me. Um, it's cool, man. It was cool. It was quite an experience.
4: And did you say that's your first major premiere? Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
8: yeah on that scale. I've done like TV and stuff, but it just has sure. never been quite at that
4: level. It's quite at that level. Yeah. It looked just really extravagant. Yeah, you know, I what saw in the photos. It look yeah, like it's like, oh, go but make sure this, my suit looks looks amazing and. You know, yeah, and, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, <laughs> the things you don't worry about for the smaller premieres, but for the big ones, you kind of have to.
8: Uh, totally. I mean, it's funny. Like I'm like buying an outfit for the premiere and then I'm returning it the next day because I can't afford the the
4: outfit. You know, and I'm <laughs> just yeah, premiere. Um but it's fun. That's amazing! Amazing. Well. One thing that that I noticed on um your bio and also on IMDb uh, was the um the um, pilot for Lost Boys. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. Um, and I read a little bit about it because I wanted to know that, and it did, unfortunately, did not get picked up the series. But uh, um, what did we miss? What did the audience miss from the pilot, and what could this series have been? You
8: think? Um, you know. Uh... They definitely missed me in some pretty tight leather pants. Um,
5: <laughs> that may
8: or, we may or may not be sparing the world with that one. So, um, but I was playing David, and it's a pretty iconic role. If you have ever seen the original,
4: oh uh, yeah, that was one of my childhood. So that was David. fun.
8: Yeah, it's always fun to play a villain.
4: Um, yes, and that's a uh, Kiefer Sutherland character. Yeah, yeah. sorry, excuse me for one second. Yeah. Go. Yeah, the Lost Boys was an iconic film from the '80s, and I know it's had um, several different uh, uh, sequels and iterations. But I've always, always wanted to see um, a TV series. So,
8: yeah, um, I think it. I think it'd be cool. I mean, they've tried to make that happen a couple times, and I think they tried one more time after me, and then the pandemic hit. So I think it's it's a little cursed or something. <laughs> but um. But it was fun, you know, that that was that was fun. We shot that in Vancouver and and um, it's fun flying around as a vampire. And the Lost Boys is such a um, kind of great throwback. So I I, I, I loved it and I I was really happy to be a part of it.
4: Do you think they could revisit that pilot again? I mean, you said said the timing was bad with the pandemic. Maybe it was just a matter of the the timing of that. But maybe man, just
8: call me Warner Brothers. You got my number.
4: <laughs> I know, I know. I think it would just be a supernatural and, and all that stuff. Vampire stuff is hot right now, so yeah, I, yeah,
8: it's always, you know. I feel like it's always hot.
4: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, are you so? Have you started your next project yet?
8: No, I've not started. I'm in the kind of process of working out what what the next thing is going to be. So,
4: mm-hmm.
8: I mean, I, I I did a um, uh, indie uh feature during the strike we got an exemption because it was such a small budget thing but i i, I did that so I'm, i think that's going to come out in 2024
4: yeah let's um, talk about that
8: yeah it's called the lumerian candidate um yes
4: i see it here on and, imdb yeah
8: it's it's um the director sent me the sizzle reel the other day and it's it's great it's really fun it's a it's a um kind of stoner buddy comedy um with a lot of heart and um, the process of doing it just felt like such a homey environment. Like it was, it's a personal story about the director's friend and like a lot of his family were on the crew. It was just, it was very wholesome. And, and, um, I worked with, uh, another one of my close friends, Oliver Cooper and Ben Groh was also on it. Um, and he was fantastic and it was just it was it was just really great and i think people are going to really enjoy it when it comes out it's like it's the kind of movie that i really love
4: nice nice is it going to have a theater run is it going to be one of those straight to streaming deals I, i'm
8: not totally sure yet i think we're going to do the festival circuit and then probably go to streaming all right yeah
4: now now since you're you know in that hunger games movie i mean it's it's just super huge and just has so many fans associated with it has has life changed for you
5: um it's
8: it's hard to tell uh like are
4: you getting recognized more
8: a little bit but but also like i think i look pretty different day to day than i looked as billy tope so yeah uh yeah not as much as like i mean you know Like it's like a little bit, but I think I think the what I'm more noticing is is uh, more interest in my auditions and stuff like that. So I think that's something that's going to kind of play Uh, going forward.
4: Totally, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, you're. (laughs) Yeah, you're. I think this is just what's going to make a career, man. I really do. This is, man. I hope so. It's it's a big deal. I think it's a really big deal for you. Congratulations, man. It's it's. it's really amazing. I mean, the to, to booking, uh, you know, a role of, of some of this magnitude in a major film with such a huge fan base for sure.
8: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely I mean, it's it's, it's been a ride so far. It's been a ride.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, very good. So, yeah, you can still check out Hunger Games Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes. Still in theaters, the number one movie, it's actually gross uh almost 200 million worldwide last I checked. So, uh people all over the globe, Woo. you know, are, are watching this. Are are you getting some uh sliding into the DMs on uh, uh, on your, uh Well, I got a
8: girlfriend, so I try and turn that stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I don't want any of that. <laughs>
4: That's completely fair, but you know the fans are still going to be there. Still yeah, gonna be yeah, 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 for I'd sure. Be well, to
8: love, but but, uh, <laughs> but I, I cannot reciprocate. <laughs> yeah,
4: again, a fantastic, fantastic film, and you know I actually interviewed um, Mackenzie Lansing. Oh, who she's was uh, Coral?
1: Yeah, uh, during
4: awesome. the the Mayor of Easttown um, series that she was in, and I, I and when I saw her, I was like, oh my god, it's Mackenzie, which I thought was great, and uh, now I have the pressure of saying. Now I have the pleasure of saying I've interviewed two, uh, two actors from <laughs> *Hunger Games*: uh, *Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes*. Now, I would say, is there a sequel? But you know, it's that Suzanne Collins hasn't written the second book yet. So,
8: yeah, uh, no, I we, spoilers, but I probably won't be.
4: <laughs> but it, yeah, yeah, that would get the <laughs> territory. <laughs> um, unless I mean, flashbacks are possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, before I go deeper in the rabbit hole, just. <laughs> don't want to reveal too much but nonetheless guys um it's an incredible incredible film You gotta check out hunger games ballad of songbirds and snakes so before we uh uh wrap up the, the interview if you could dakota let us know who you are throw out a plug for the film your character let us know you're on below the belt show
8: all right my name is Dakota Shapiro. I'm on Below the Belt show. I play Billy Tope in the Songbird of uh, Ballad of Songbird and
4: Snakes. <laughs> you want to try that again?
8: Yeah, yeah. What? Below, below, the belt, right?
4: Below the belt show. You okay, got it.
8: Okay, cool. Hey, it's Dakota Shapiro here. I play Billy Tope in the Ballad of Songbird and Snakes, and I'm on the Below the Belt show.
4: Yes. How's that? That was fantastic, Dakota. Thank you so much. That was great. Hey,
8: thank and you. Thank,
4: thank you so much. Another great uh, interview with PR through PR machine. Thank you so much, Rachel. Yes, Rachel. Thanks, Al. Thanks guys. Thank you so appreciate much. Appreciate y'all. All right. Cheers, have man. Have a good one. You too. Nice well, have to meet you, guys. Bye, Rachel. Bye, bye, Dakota. Bye, guys. Talk bye.
3: you
4: later. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable
2: lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying. Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain.